Before we get too far into this, I want to thank the folks at Racetech, Racetech.com. Pulp23 is the code to save. Tell them you, use, tell them you listen to Pulp. Then you use the Racetech stuff to, uh, yeah, win races. Absolutely great. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with a high-quality suspension components made right in the USA. From modern bikes to vintage, Racetech is your go-to source for suspension performance, suspension, motors. They do it all. Pulp 23, the code to save. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the Red Bud Review with Weege and JT. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com as well. Thank you for those guys for coming on board. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, at Fly Racing USA, RJ Hampshire, Jose Boutron of the Pulpamex Wildcat team, and many more riders wearing Fly Racing out there. Ryder McNabb, of course, as well. Flyracing.com uh, for the new website. They got a new website. Uh, really easy to use now. Well, easier to use, let's say. At Fly Racing USA on social media. Check out the gear. Uh, Justin Brayton, Dino, wearing it over in the uh, WSX as well. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Formula Helmet's amazing. You want the lightest weight, safest, uh, quietest helmet out there. Good-looking helmet. I was talking to McNabb about it, Ryder McNabb, and he switched to the Formula this year, and he told me he couldn't be any happier. Absolutely loves it. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board, and Renthal as well, whether it's Kawasaki, Factory Cowie, Factory Honda, Factory Red Bull KTM. They trust and depend on the folks at Renthal for their sprockets, for the bars. Uh, Renthal.com for more information on that. Made over there in the U.K. Grips, sprockets, chains, bars. Uh, great mountain bike stuff as well. Please check out the folks at Renthal for more information on that. Chances are you've used Renthal, and you know how good the stuff is. Check out the website as well, dealer locator and uh, product uh, uh, information as well. They have a, a bar bend chart on there. So really great website. More championships than all the other brands combined over there at Renthal. Motorsport.com, great prices, OEM, aftermarket stuff, free shipping and everything over $79 at Motorsport.com. Great return policy. I've been using the crap out of Motorsport.com for this damn project bike that Darkside conned me on. And uh, they're really easy to use, man. Thank you to folks at Motorsport. Great prices. Do all of your online shopping at Motorsport, please, and thank you. All right, we'll tell you more about Cobalinks and Maxis later on in the show. But uh, for now, let's talk Red Bud with Weege and JT. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the Red Bud Review. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Lots to get into. Round five of the uh, motocross series. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk uh, all about this and uh, maybe do some World Supercross recaps as well, because I do have a question for uh, Jason Wygan about World Supercross. But as uh, 
We'll get into that later. Uh, on the line, the voice of the series, working this weekend with uh, James Stewart. Jason Wygant, what's up, Weech? Yeah. Why do you have a question for me about World Supercross? Ah, uh, I just... It kind of goes into our group text yesterday, and I wanted oh, to, for, oh, for, for public oh. reasons, I wanted to maybe put it out for the public. So okay, well, uh, for public reasons, here's the answer for the public right here, right now. I'm not gonna. Oh, you're not gonna, gonna wait. wait. Okay. Ah. Okay. We're so the question is, we're almost forty. Or- the question is, Justin Brayton, runner-up last year uh, or third uh, in the World Supercross standings, champion of Australian Supercross. Um, seventh at the opener so my question like how worried are we i just answered it we are 39 years old we are lucky to be out there okay all right going that way yeah. with it okay we're lucky to be out there you know we're just there goes my heroing it and uh this is just great for the fans to have a legend like this in front of them all right fair enough okay so no worry well you notice on that text like jb never responded either well, I noticed on that text, it was probably 4 a.m. their time, but uh, he did not respond. That is true. Why? He could have responded at any point after 4 a.m. when he woke oh, up. Oh, yes. He has not written back now. We're, we're bordering on 24 hours. That's why I'm saying maybe there's some very valid concern on the 10s end as well. We we are flying. I, I really, I've never gotten the sense um, since he went on Pulp and said, I don't even care if I win the world championship. <laughs> I've never gotten the sense that these results are ones that we are sweating. Right. But... Okay. If we come back at round two and podium, right? I'll be more than glad to tell you about it. Did, did you watch any highlights or anything of the race? I, I did, yeah. I watched the highlights. Oh, yep. okay. All right, we'll, we'll get into I that. tried to okay. – this is pretty funny. I actually tried to uh, – shout out to the WSX people. They sent us at RacerX a couple of codes so we could watch it. Oh, I got nothing. Um, I got nothing. So I, I'm going to be hitting well, I asked. Okay. Oh, it, okay. It does help to ask. Okay. Um, so I, I was trying to watch uh, before qualifying began. Mm-hmm. Our show. I saw like two laps of like SX2 time lapse, and then we had to start rehearsing. So I closed my, I, I muted it and I closed my computer and blah, blah, blah. And then later I opened my computer to look up some stat or something, and then it just started playing and started making sound. And I'm like, wow, that almost got in the air, like in the background. You know, like me, Stu, WSX in the background, and Ralph and Jeff. Ralph, audio. That would have been great. And Weege loses his job on this day. <laughs> I mean, nobody. Nobody said anything about it. I'm just like, I'm I thought kidding. it was funny. I'm like, kidding. I was just, it was 9 a.m. And I was like, oh, let's see what's going on over there. Right, right. Um, all right, well, maybe we'll talk about it later. I did not watch any highlights other than what was on Twitter, and then the gate didn't fall for the very first race. Uh, and I would love to laugh at the World Supercross guys for that, but that's happened in Supercross also. So, uh, yeah, you know. Um, all right, also on the line from Fly Racing, Fly Racing uh, USA, who had some very nice gear out there this weekend, especially Jose Boutron stuff. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? I am uh, I'm good. I'm home. Got a couple days off coming up. Redbud was awesome. Yeah. Mm. But it's all right right So now. you're off tomorrow. I took off. Oh, okay. I was going to say, off, like, off, yeah. the old Craig Shoemaker days, you guys were going in Monday. Yeah, we're open. <laughs> okay. But uh, we have this policy where you, can, you max out on vacation hours. Yeah. And... I work all the time and I'm never home. So I'm, I'm up against it. So it was like the yeah. perfect day to take one of those. And yeah. I was you like basically use them or lose them. Yeah. And I don't want to lose them. So I, yeah. I, uh, I was scheduling some podcasts for Tuesday and I was telling my wife about it and she's just like, why are you doing anything on Tuesday? I'm like, well, I don't, what do you mean? She's like, it's the fourth. 
And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a work day. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just the way I, I oh, operate. Oh, you're not. You're good. You're just working through on Tuesday. No problem. Yeah, I just, I, I had to do my column. I was trying to schedule some pods. Oddly enough, I was having trouble getting some. Everyone, yeah, everyone's I was, like, no. Yeah, I, was having, I have a couple of guys I want to do one with, and they're not responding about time on the Tuesday. I kept saying, "Do you have time on Tuesday?" And no one's responding. So well, everyone's going to be inebriated. Yeah, yeah, including yeah. me. Right, so, right. Yeah. I just, I don't. I just yeah I don't think about these things so um but yeah she told me I will be working also don't worry I have, we have to film SMX insert tomorrow and yeah I'll be I'll be working also but I'll probably have a drink in my hand while I'm working oh that, I didn't I thought that show was off the air I didn't know it was still on okay all right That's you are you have harsh words harsh words for such a great weekend of uh, Peacock and Pulpamex collaboration <laughs> it was fantastic uh, we can start there um, obviously. Everyone saw that uh, Pulp Mech stepped up to help the Wildcat guys. Uh, Jose Burton, Burton from Wild Racing was uh, was uh, racing for us, as well as Lorenzo. Now, it wouldn't be Pulp if it didn't go, something went sideways, and that something was uh, Lorenzo's shock bolt falling out while he was seventh. So that wasn't great. But other than that, Boutron had his best rides since the opener. Uh, I like to think it's the, uh, the logo and the, the, the good vibes that came with it. And, and Lorenzo should have went 7-7. But Weege, really thankful. I mean, you, 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 I threatened you, maybe with violence, to, 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 make, to get Pulpamex Wildcat on the air and say it and don't be sh- ashamed. And, and then you were basically saying, well, if they, they got to earn it. And they earned it. And then you over-delivered. With the mentions, my uh, my own name, Pulpamex's name, Internet Radio Show, all of it. It it killed me. I was really hoping for a bad day for your guys. Um, if they could just run around at about 16th place to 20th, we would not get them on the show, and I wouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they really came through. Uh, I do want to ask about the fact that uh, it eventually ended up being Team Mathis against Team Phil. It was your two guys against Club MX uh, in the motos? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, your guys got in. And then I realized, unfortunately, and JT knows this, they want us to tell stories. And unfortunately, the type of story that they like to hear is a privateer, low-budget team. Somebody reaches out, gives them a few bucks, it gets them to another race. And then, lo and behold, they do really well. Like, that is the stuff that TV people absolutely love. At all, I had to do my solemn duty Mm -hmm. and mention that an internet radio show got them to the race. Yeah. Yep. It's good. So really yeah, good. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a true journalist, and I was able to check my biases at the door yeah. and report the story as much as it pained me. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm the first one to yell sellouts at both of you, but uh, you know, good job. I mean, I would have couple of things, couple of small critiques. Here we go. Oh, here, here we go. go. Uh, okay. I would have yeah. liked the Wildcat sound to be of used in there at some point. Um, you know, like the you know, something like that. And then I would have, yeah. I would have liked Stu. To also say props to Mathis, Pulp's great. Props to Pulp, like something with Stu. He was. V- you got a competing pod. You got a competing pod. He is. Uh, he, he was. Stu he was. Very, yeah. Cross promote. He was very silent and all of that. So just a couple of small critiques, but otherwise, yeah, done well. You know. You know, actually, an idea. Maybe we should have tiers of sponsorship. And um, if you want me to mention it, that will cost you X. Mm-hmm. And then if you want Stu to mention it, that'll cost you X times maybe three or four or five. Sure, sure. You've yeah. really just opened the door. This is a brilliant scheme. Yeah, yeah. If okay. you want me to mention your name, right. it'll cost you money. And if you want the VIP creme de la creme <laughs> deluxe package, well, 
Listen, I think Steve should do the uh, the Dr. McGinley route. That's what you should be on the show. Like have a paid paid spot where you go on yes. and talk about your show. Okay. Yeah. How much is that going to run me? Do we I know? Don't know? Okay. Half a million? <laughs> I have no idea. I, 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 listen, uh, Feld, I doubt it's cheap. Feld seemed to Feld, uh, hired Jim Hawley to come to the races to organize the birthday shout-outs and the number one plates. They're not they're not below uh, selling some mentions on the show, so we'll, we'll work into we'll look into that. Um, I, that would be awesome. I, I mean, I was thinking like Stu could jump in and be like, "That's a great show. I love going on it." You know, Steve's a great guy. Uh, you know, I listen. That's a little much, but I, that, I mean, in the ideal world, you know. But uh, our shock bolt did fall out, so it. <laughs> I don't know. That just continues the Pulpamex theme. So. Um, but you know, Loren- hey, I told Lorenzo, like, look, your shock bolt fell out and that sucks. But like, like literally this weekend at Southwick, a great track form, that dude could go five, five this weekend. Like it wasn't like it was a one ride of a lifetime. Great job. You know, like he's been running that pace the whole time. So while it sucks to have the shock bolt fall out and lose that seventh, like Lorenzo has been really good. So yeah, he, you know, he'll feel better. A uh, couple of updates, um, new suspension. Uh, for those guys, power band racing suspension now they have, which confusing because power band. That's I, weird. I know. That's, that's weird, yeah. I know. I said that on my show, and power band guy got mad, or not mad, but whatever. Anyways, and then it turns out Butron is next level, like tinkerer with the bike. He He's always talking to Dunlop about tires. He measures the height of people's tires. Goes around with a measuring tape to measure the height to make sure they're 90s or 80s or whatever. He has shim stacks in his notebook. Each shim stack measurement in his notebook. He apparently consults with hurlings on shim stacks and suspension. He is forever changing gearing. Quite a tinkerer, Mr. Boutron is. I, I've been found, I found out. Wow. Yes, very, wow. very into his bike. Like very, oh. very into his bike. Is there a chance that this is all just a shadow undercover Jeffrey Hurling's reconnaissance mission mm. to get notes to, to then plan an assault in the future with this notebook? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I so. Like he he he's always looking at other KTM tires and other KTM gearing and then running around to, to Brian Fleck at Dunlop and you know, talking tires and talking heights and talking sidewalls and widths. <laughs> just, yeah, I guess the, you know, and Lorenzo, Lorenzo's like, I don't know, man, my fork broke at high point. I didn't notice it. They told me the fork was broke <laughs> and I didn't know, you know, like Lorenzo's the exact opposite. So, yeah. I, the only thing I know about Boutron was his attempted red bud howl and it, it was the highlight of my weekend. I don't know if anybody else saw it. I don't even know if they aired it, but it, it exists. And it is amazing. What happened? We should you see, oh. He tried to do. No, the I know. I'm not yells. aware of this. He tried. We, yeah, yeah. I saw it in the truck. On like they have like a reel of everybody yelling "Red Bud," and you know it's Spanish crossover accent screaming "Red Bud." It is. Uh, it's really something to behold. So oh, we need to release this footage. Yeah, he never he played on Monday. He never did the leap all day. He was saying that the guys are like, dude, it's easy. Just follow, follow Lorenzo. Never did it. Had no intention of doing it. And like, just was like, I'm never doing it. And he said, if I get a good start, he told Lorenzo, I will go hard left up the face to get out of the way and not die. Yeah. You gotta do is go the inside. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he never, 
had any <laughs> intention of doing the leap. Jose I did a report. I did a report from over there before the second 250 moto. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, was that outside pretty gnarly. Like, it was like a rut. They got, like, kind of like a broader rut, but it was really hard pack. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was tough. Like, I didn't look like very much fun. You know who was upset about the uh, corner before the leap and everything else about the leap? No, I don't. One guess. I don't One guess. Come on, JT. One guess. What what rider did not like the way that corner performed up to do? Didn't the know what they were thinking. Didn't know who was designing it. Wondered Justin if Justin Cooper. No, Phil Nicoletti. Brock Clover. Phil Nicoletti. Oh, Phil. Okay. Yeah. I don't talk to Phil as much as you guys do. No, but you can you can guess who was upset with like I'd like to see them try it. He'd take my bike. What were they thinking off camera? He said it was an enduro cross corner, (laughs) an enduro cross section, and then we gotta jump 120 feet. (laughs) Hey, it was pretty it was pretty gnarly, man. Like I I did not know it was that bad until I walked over there. I was like, Oh boy. Yeah, Yeah. This doesn't look good. Um All right, let's get into it a little bit. Um by the way, uh I said this on our group text. I felt like Stu was low energy. No? You guys said he was fine? I, I felt like he was normal. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. I just, I didn't know if it was like a lot B thing for Stu on Friday. I don't, I don't think he would have made it out of lot B. I don't think he goes to lot B. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and then he was also inducted into the Red Redbud uh, Hall of Fame. That was cool. He, he seemed to really. That was yeah. a big deal for him. Yeah. Yeah. He was into it. it was, um, yeah. And then he did not ride the Legends lap. He did not. There, honestly, there's no way he could have. Like they're with timing. They're in the middle of doing yeah. their stand up, yeah. and then they're going live. Like there's no way. He. Uh, so the, I didn't see the Legends lap, I, but I was talking to Nick, and Nick said that they were told, you know, one lap, and then Stanton was like, before the the, the start of it, Stanton told Nick and a couple other guys, we're doing three. Yeah, I saw that. I like I saw them all looking around at each other at the end of the first one. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Yeah, no, nah, yeah, six times. Kept going. Yeah, six times. We're doing three. <laughs> I saw great. like a uh, uh, way. Let's see. Wait, it was Dunge and Canard. Yeah, uh, who are like you know probably the fastest of the group. They're the most recent retirees. Oh, you way. Okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I was going to say also way, but way is even older than them. No, nah, Nick Nick ride, said but. right now Nick said right now the only way he can keep his kid back is if he cheats. So yeah. yeah. I, I Kennard and Dunger like top ten yesterday if they decided to race at the last minute. A hundred percent. I just yes. wanted to include Nick is also fast. So the three of them did the extra lap, but then six time did also. And I feel like they were trying to like hook up. And then I saw like Trey cannot he's gonna scrub jumps. Like he cannot jump without scrubbing. He can't do it. <laughs> right. And I swear I saw six time do it. Really? Attempt attempt to get a little bit i don't know if it was a whip or it was sideways it was just like he got sucked in and i'm like oh god careful don't don't do trey canard stuff you're 20 years older than him and you retired in 94 what like, can still rip i'm sure for his age but don't yeah. do dunge raced last year like don't yeah. get sucked in right yeah no Kennard, like still like tests and goes very very fast like oh. i hear from somebody once a week about how fast he's going at the test track like yeah. all the time not like Hey man, he can still ride. Like no, like he can go race and be a factor right this second if he wants to. Right, right. I don't. I just didn't want six times to get pulled into that. Uh, <laughs> Trey did say that he Trey took his hand off the bar and was waving, and then he didn't know it was like the exact moment where they were gonna like take off and go for it, and like Dunge just like roosted the crap out of him while he was waving. So you, you thought that you thought that Jeff was gonna be tempted 
to try to go do what Trey Kennard was doing. A, a six-time national champion with the the resume he has, he was just going to be lured into something by oh, he did. seeing he, Trey Kennard. He, he started going sideways off of jumps, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Just do your thing, dude. Do your thing. <laughs> I think don't, he's okay. I think don't do what Trey I, does. I think he's got this under control. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, six times said we're doing we're doing three, and uh, and that's it. And that's all. That's all. All can happen when six times says that. So, did you see Bomber, Steve? I saw Bomber, uh, but I didn't see him ride. I saw him oh, in the tower. No, great. yeah. What was he? Oh, yeah. What was he riding? A seventy-seven RM two fifty. Oh, I would have rather seen like an eighty-four. I, I did tell him that. I'm like, ah, uh, it's not even a full floater. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And then I told him your story of the, the full floater patent guy. He had never heard about this. He had no idea. Oh, really? Yeah. You need to know about this. I went. How old was How old was the bike where he was on? That was an Elsinore. That could be 50 years old. It looked 50 years old. It sounded 50 years old. It was, uh, it was 50 years old. It did. That poor thing was gutless. Um. Yeah, I uh, I really wanted to uh, to talk to Bomber. I got a jersey off of his for the Road to Recovery thing. I bought a jersey for the studio because I, I loved Bomber. And uh, I wanted to bring it and get him to sign it. And damn it, I forgot it at home. And uh, yeah, I really, really wanted to do that. So I was kind of bummed on that. My favorite part of this weekend was that Larry Myers did the open. That's my favorite part. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was good. That was, that was a great idea by Bondo. And Larry did it. Oh, it's such a good idea. Um. Yeah, it would have been awesome to see Stu there on a KX125 ride, but I get it. Yeah, no time, but that would have also been awesome. You know, I think Stu knows. Sure. Stu's only what did he say, JT? He's ridden like four times in four years or something. Yeah. Yep. And uh, obviously, the next time people, the public sees him ride, they're they don't want to see him putting. So that's going to be a lot of pressure whenever he decides to uncork something. I mean, they're going to want him to jump the leap. I uh, I did talk to the Rock up in the tower, and the Rock is ripped, dude. That guy is chiseled. I, I don't know if oh, he, like his style. Yeah, he is. Uh, he looks like. Yeah, the Rock is 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 clearly working out still. Wow, as I didn't well. know this. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. His kids were there, and they were all wearing like old vintage MSR Larocco shirts. So that was cool too. <laughs> like Larocco number two on a Cowie, you know, just on the back. Yep. It was awesome. So. Uh, all right, um, let's talk a little bit of Red Bud races, shall we? Uh, Jet Lawrence, 1-1, one, one, both hole shots, led every lap. Although, I mean, I guess it was a little like some of the other races, but I thought that Dylan's – are we just – Dylan's gone 3-2-3-2 um, three, two, three, two, three motos in a row. And I think – is Dylan breaking away from the other guys? I mean, Sexton's going to get in there. We know that. But, like, is Dylan now the second best guy or third best guy? Like, Dylan's reeled him in in the second moto. And I guess, you know, we need to not not make this sound like a, a not a um, – to not talk about how great Jet was again because, goddamn, he was great again. And he did seem again to be able to pull away. But I guess I was impressed with Dylan Weege. But, I was, of course, I was impressed with Jet. Like, I'm not yes. trying to, like – I don't know. I'm just trying to – Talk about no, some intrigue. Definitely something brewing here. Um, the last couple, I, I understand. The last couple laps at High Point actually were sneaky good. Because mm-hmm. um, Roxon kind of hooked up a little bit with Jet at the end. Like there wasn't a huge gap between Roxon and Jet at the end. And then all of a sudden with the finish line, like Ferrandis was right behind Roxon. And you're like, oh, that's something. 
Um, first moto wasn't great for Ferrandis, but you, I understand this is all on a curve. We never know exactly how hard Jed is going. He's race managing like very few do. But I think, yes, he's definitely breaking away. You know, I don't think he's in a battle with Plessinger anymore, which he was, you know, as recently as Hangtown, I'd say. Maybe Plessinger was better than him, uh, even the first race at uh, Fox Race right now. Yeah, I think he's pulled away, and he might be, along with Chase, like that might be where the threat is coming. And I yeah. guess if you think about it, that's where the threat to Jet should be coming from. It should be coming from Ferrandis and Sexton. Ferrandis is definitely getting better. It's just so hard to know how mm-hmm. close they truly are to Jet because you don't, he's looking over three times a lap and measuring them. Yeah. So, I mean, JT, I guess, yeah, we, let's praise Jet for once again wicking it up when he needs to. Yeah, he, uh, he sat on the podium. He looked around like he got his uh, mechanics board and it said plus 1.5 he's like whoa wait wait what 1.5 <laughs> and he looked back and he's like oh dylan's dylan's still here all right and you're like there was no panic but yeah i mean i i think he was impressed that dylan was doing yeah. what he was doing um but again jet just manages things and then he dropped one lap in there where he was just like okay this is what i have and if you can go with me now then maybe i'm in trouble and that was when he pulled it out to six seconds or whatever but, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I was torn because Dylan deserved credit. Dylan rode really well. But at the same time, this is what Jet does. You know, and, and I, I think Stu and I disagree on this a little bit because, you know, Stu is seeing Jet making mistakes, which I understand and can appreciate. And he's like, well, I think he's kind of on the limit, and Dylan's right there. But – I would counter that with every time I see anybody do this with Jet, he just does what he needs to do. Like there is no panic. There's no he, like he won't do more than is necessary. And I don't know if that's like a subconscious thing or if it's a decision making process he's making in the moment or what that stems from. But it's time after time he just rises to the level he needs to rise to, and then he just sits there. Yeah. And when that level needed to be higher. Then he just went a little bit higher to make sure that Dylan didn't get too frisky. Yeah, he and did like he a couple won. of. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's just you're yeah. you're going at the same place I am. He like, okay, well this isn't quite good enough, so I'll go a little bit faster. Let's see if Dylan can go there, and Dylan couldn't do it, so then the race was over. Yeah, he did a couple of two tens, then he did a two oh nine, then he went six tenths quicker and two oh eights, you know, and Dylan went a two oh nine five on the lap. He did a two oh eight, and then that was it. That was the gap, and then yeah, there was then think- there was four laps left. Right. Yeah, I think Dylan was just like, yeah, I, I can't go that fast. Like, I thought I was onto something here. I, I cannot go that fast. And then it was just over. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's this mental battle. And I, I've i been in that spot way back further in the pack. But you're always battling someone and you're pushing each other and, like, trying to break the other guy to where, like, you try to go to a level that they can't go to. And that's what Jet, Jet's so good at doing that. He, he finds a level and finds a place that you can't get to. And then he'll just sit on that spot for a couple laps and then it's over. So do you – but are you with Weege and I and, like, so Dylan is going to be the guy? I don't know. I, I oh. truly think it's week to week. Okay. I don't know. All right. Because there were a couple of weekends where Dylan didn't look good at all. So yeah. this weekend was much better. Yeah, he's good but now. But I'm, not, I'm yeah. not willing to just say, yeah, he's the guy now because I think Sexton's going to get better. And I, I've seen AP battle with Dylan, you know, more times than not this, this season. So I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, may, maybe, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ready to say that yet. What do you think of Sexton, Weege? Yeah, I guess, unfortunately, for those that wanted to see this amazing showdown battle, and I think we were all hoping, you know, for a full-scale, unbelievable duel like Tomac and Chase last year. I think we were all hoping for that. But let's be honest, that was probably unrealistic. I'm just – he's 
you know, he missed four races or four weekends. So he's not quite hundred percent. I'm not at all saying that he will beat Jet ever. Like he's going to get there and that's an excuse, but it was probably wishful thinking to think that a dude that was eight. Uh, no in motos was going to get beat by a guy who hadn't raced in a month. Uh, I so, agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, um, but you know, we just want it so bad, you know, when someone's eight, no, all you want to do is see. So you kind of hype it up and hope for the best. And, um, you know, I still think there are positives to take. He was not, well, JT, you were down on the podium. It didn't seem like he was happy with his performance, but I guess in the no. end, you look at second, third ish overall coming off injury. That's not that bad, but I don't think he was happy. He was not. Yeah. He was not. And I, I think uh, the qualifying kind of set the tone. Like, those guys were nowhere near what Jack could do in either session. I mean, nowhere near it. And I think everybody, including Chase most notably, had to be like, oh, boy. Because that's what Chase is so good at. Chase has been that guy for the better part of two years where it's like pure raw speed. Good luck going with Sexton. And taking that to a different place. I didn't watch the post-race interviews or the press conference, but I did text Chase and said, hey, are you okay with first race back? Because he probably goes 2-2 if he doesn't fall in the second moto, right? He probably goes 2-2. I mean, Dylan rode great, but... Um, and then he just wrote back, no. <laughs> yeah, so, he, he wasn't happy. There was no, there was no satisfaction yeah, or yeah, there was, this is okay. Like He was very, very disappointed in himself. Dude, you missed four races. You're fine. Like To me, that's fine. Like... Talk to me in a couple races. I think he beats Jet this year. I, I think he beats this, ends the streak at some point. Um, and I think he gets right back into the mix. So first round, probably went 2-2. Yeah, I don't know. I think he would have been okay if it hadn't been Red Bud. I okay, do. yeah. Um, if that's high point, he'd be like, ah, whatever. Okay. Wasn't great. Figured out. But I, I think he was, He had a lot, his hopes really riding on Red Bud, being home race and all that stuff. Here's part of the reason it's such a big deal and um, – we talked about this a lot leading up to it, me, JT, and Stu, and our calls, and then Stu talks about it on the show, is that, you know, you're kidding yourself to think that this isn't a mental game, measuring confidence thing between he and Jet for the future, for next year, for whatever. Like, he, to pretend that they just happen to be out there riding together and made the best man win. Like, they're thinking, what does this mean when I race you in Supercross next year and outdoors next year and for the next eight years? So I think it's hard to get beat knowing that's on the line. And be okay with it, even if you know you're coming off, you know, four weeks off. It's just he knows what he's there to do, not get beat by Jet. If he doesn't race, that's not helping because Jet's getting more confidence. But if he does show up and he does get beat, that's giving him more confidence too. It's just a tough situation to be in. So I think that's why you can't just be like, ah, whatever, I got third overall after four weekends off. If it was against Eli Tomac, it's different, I think. But it's against Jet, and we know this they're positioning themselves in their own minds against each other for the future. All right. I still think it's fine. He was good. <laughs> but, I mean, Jet got the whole starts, and, you know, yeah, that's, that, that's I mean, the last, over. You have so. to think the last time he raced Jet, he was all over him, like trying to pass him on the last lap. So yeah. I think that's where he expected to be. And maybe that's not – maybe that's unrealistic. You know, I'm not, I'm not arguing that yeah. point. But I think in his mind, you know, these guys are racers. They're ultra competitive. That's where he wanted to be. That's what his expectation and his goals were for the weekend, and he wasn't really close to that, you know. So, yeah, disappointed. 4-4 four, four for AP. Yeah, quiet day, right? I mean, I think clearly not as good as the top three, but clearly better than everybody else, right? Maybe not Masterpool. Maybe not Masterpool. But Masterpool is pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah, AP was banged up going into the race. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, um, someone said he may not race the motos even. They were going to go check on it, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he had had some crashing go on during the all-out web. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he was just trying to get through it. Do you think we see Webb back anytime soon, Weech? Yeah, I don't know. Um, to me, there's giant <laughs> alarms and red flags when there's no information. When a team says someone's out because they're banged up, and it's the shortest PR they can possibly write. And then Cooper writes the shortest social media post. Sorry, guys, I can't race this weekend. I got banged up. It The lack of information makes you start wondering what is this well, all about, you know. I tried to easy do, to say, yeah. I hurt my arm or I hit my head. Now, I thought, okay, maybe concussion. Sometimes people don't want to talk about that. I think the fear is that someone is going to count the amount of times you said you had a concussion and you get to a certain number and that starts being a problem. So the concussion is the one thing I'm like, sometimes they don't want to say what the injury is. But for the most part, when I see not saying anything, very little info, I'm like, something is up. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a he twisted his uh, ankle and I'll be back for Southwick. I'm wondering. I tried to get him to. I tried to dig a little bit, but he told me to talk to Phil. So uh, that, that was as far as that went. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it goes back to that competitive thing. Now I'm right. starting to wonder. Right. Here we were saying this is playing into his hands. He's just going to be, you know, second, third, fourth guy all summer. Just stay in contention, stay in the hunt. It's going to help him for these playoffs. He's going to make a lot of money there. If Jeff screws something up, he could be pretty. Uh, now I'm wondering if. Just like Sexton, he can't actually go to these races and get beat by 30 seconds every weekend and just keep showing up and be cool with it. I just, these guys can't do it. it they, it's a blessing and a curse. And maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, Master Pool, I mean, had a really good day. Bike broke in second moto while he was up there. But do we know if this was uh, related to the issues we saw him having at the end of the first moto? I do not. I didn't. Okay. I, I think he was in the corral, but I don't know if anybody talked to him about it. I didn't get a chance to. I talked to him after the race, and I forgot to even. I forgot that something looked like it was happening in the first moto. To even ask about that, he just engine blew. Um, and um, two. I don't know why, but he is not on the lap chart in the AMA results for the second moto. There's just no number eighty-one. There's, he made more than one lap, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's yeah. Thir- there's 39 guys listed. Wow. And no time master pool, which actually fits See? in nicely with just his career. Um yeah. so I talked yeah. to Pay- hey, I talked to Mitch Payton about him a little bit and oh. Mitch was like I thought about it. I thought about giving him a spot outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Coming into this year or like I, re- more recently? Yeah, like I think now. more recently. I don't know about this summer, but Mitch was like, yeah, you know, like I thought about it. Like just yeah. give him a bike and here you go, you know? So. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's definitely good, at least outdoors. A couple things he told me they were interesting. First, he said they changed the bike a lot for the – he didn't like the bike for first moto. They changed a lot for moto two. That's why he's so slow for the first lap or two. And then he's like, you know what? I think this thing's pretty good. I think I can run with these guys comfortably and then the bike – let go so he was bummed because he was hoping to maybe maybe possibly podium the crowd would have loved that the other thing he told me is he really is interested he wants to make these playoffs because he's trying to show everyone he can ride supercross we know those playoffs are supposed to be like whatever hybrid track somewhat supercross so he he's looking at this as an audition he has to prove that he can ride supercross so that was an interesting uh, strategy on his part he's also gone from the individual lap times so it's like time hazard pool never existed never existed um yeah okay count me a skeptical that he can get better at supercross but hopefully he can yeah you know i mean 
It's a weird deal. Yeah. It's a weird deal that he's been th- oh. like this this level of variance is crazy. He's also just gone from the Moto, so he okay. didn't yeah. He didn't race. Yep. Has there ever been a rider with this much variance? And Michael Essie is not even close because Michael Essie got podiums in Supercross, won 450 heat races. Like, it's not, this is like nothing I've ever seen before. Maspo's got top 10s and 250s, I would think, which is, he's got uh, a yeah, few that's top 10s. Not, yeah. that's I'm not, not saying close. it. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah. what, what, what's his best top 10s, right? A few top 10s. This is arguably better than Aaron Plessinger, factory rider, outdoors on a 450 and has had supercross races where he can't make the main in the 250 class. Like, yeah. that is, yeah. no, that he, is a massive. AP and AC, they wanted nothing. They, they really wanted nothing to do with Time Master Pool. Like, Jeremy yeah. Martin, Jeremy Martin's first year or two, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, but I feel like J Mart would, okay, maybe he missed a main or two, but in the other mains, he would get like fourth. Yeah, and yeah. he won. He missed two mains in a, two, first two mains in a row. Yeah. Uh, right. But other races, he wasn't. Like you're like, oh, he can ride good. He just screwed up. He did figure it out was, eventually. Yeah. I was talking to Jay. Speaking of this master pool just going missing, I was talking to Jay Bone about Hampshire on the sheets winning after high point. You know, oh. for the overall. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we we were calling them. I'm assuming him and Mike were calling the AMA timing guys, scoring guys, and they're like, there's nothing we can do. The program won't take it. It just won't. Oh. It just won't take it. Sorry. And Jay Bone's just like, yeah, that's no, like. You can't. You can't do that. Like, the program has to be able to take the fact that we docked this guy points, but yet, you know, he still doesn't He doesn't lose his position, you know? And just, yeah, sorry, man. Nothing we can do. There's this thing called, like, new software. That's what I that said. Maybe, maybe we need to look into. Maybe. I don't know. The 2008 stuff seems to be holding up strong. Master Pool's <laughs> gone. Um, okay. Uh, Anderson, 5'7". Props to Jason. He came to the media corral after as well. Um, did you interview him? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. Okay. I don't think he likes me. I interviewed him after the 450 moto. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, I mean, look, his first race back, uh, he's never been an outdoor warrior. He did have some good rides last year. He looked like he was struggling in the second moto. Um, oh, he was smoked. Yeah. He but, was smoked. I mean, hey, you got to start somewhere, right? He finished. And so, yeah. He didn't quit. Yeah. He didn't yeah. quit. 5-7 on the day. Uh, Marchbank. I thought there was a moment where he might quit. Really? Okay. Uh, Marchbank's nine five. Great second moto for Marchbank's. Uh, first moto, he was pretty far back. Uh, and then Phil disputes that he was that far back when I said it, and Phil got mad. Uh, but I thought he. I mean, I thought Marchbank. Let me. Well, you know what? Let me look. I can actually. Well, granted, if he's here, if he's in the charts, let me look. Uh, first lap, he went off the track. Was riding alongside the track at some point. Sixteenth. Uh, to ninth, so I guess maybe Phil was right. He wasn't that far back, but sixteenth uh, to ninth in Moto One, fifth in Moto Two, and yeah, he looks good. He looks absolutely solid. Yeah, um, he's riding well. Yep, yeah, um, you know, and working really well. Troll Train was there this weekend, so Troll Train working with him. Does Troll Train have a gigantic dually? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. He's okay. Pretty... I saw a huge dually truck with Minnesota plates on it by the Muckoff truck. Okay. And I was like, that is a gigantic truck if it's troll trains. Well, that's, you drive a gigantic truck, and you're a little guy. I do not. I drive a normal What happened size. to your 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 truck? What happened to the jacked I up truck? I sold it oh. three years ago. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yep. Um, Freddie Norn. So someone told me Freddie was just freestyle Fred off the leap. 
press day. Press day. Friday. Yeah. yeah just. Oh, yeah. Whips, one-handers. <laughs> Oscar. All the good stuff. It was Oscar Werderman, the sweet, and he's like, I don't know what he was doing. Swedes don't do that. I don't know. He can't. Yeah. Do, you know, he can't do that. It's not. It's not right. It's not what we Swedes do. He's very upset. Very upset. Oscar was. <laughs> when you think of Freddie, that is not what I think of. No. 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 But dude, I saw it. I mean, the table after the Rocco's leap, getting upside down, Jeez. and then yeah, one handers on the Rocco's leap, and then the crowd eventually each lap as he came around, they were getting pumped up. So then he was going bigger, and I'm like, <laughs> Freddie Norton. Is, if you had a vote before this press session of who is going to be the one lighting it up, yeah. for the fans, yeah. Hey man, not just the you get the higher they not go. Not Adam Cincerulo. Yeah, yeah. The last <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was a philosophy. The latter you get, the bigger Freddie. A goes. wise man once said that years ago at a freestyle competition. <laughs> uh, but seven, eight, two consistent motos. That's what I told him yesterday. Like this is, you've had the g- good motos here and there, but you know you can't put them together. And he put them together. He's still not solely. He's not where he wants to be with the bike. Uh, but yeah, seven, eight. Uh, good job for Freddie. Our guy I ended up talking to him and Larry Brooks uh, okay. after the race. First of all, I saw Larry, and I'm like, why are you here? You're not in uh, mm-hmm. England? Uh, Larry's passport had uh, – he had now his just missed a renewal of his passport. Then it takes, like, the 90 days deal, and he tried everything. Couldn't get it done. So he came to Red Button State. Didn't he tell us he was going, Weech? He did. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was the plan. Right. He had all these, you know, uh, appointments to get it solved, and it didn't get solved. Okay. So, anyway, I said, like, hey, is this more – this is based on your theory, just more of the Freddie you would expect. And he said, yeah, but he goes, the problem is he's at club. We haven't really had a chance to test with him. So he told Fred, if you don't test this week, I will punch you in the head at Southwick. If you show up for Southwick without having done any testing, I'm punching you in the head. And then to ram that home, as Freddie was leaving, he yells, he's like, are you going to get punched in the head or not? He's like, no, no, we have a test day set up. Okay. So that's because I heard your confusion over like, you've raced five races. Why are you still getting used to the bike? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, guess I don't. He's just doing motos. I just, I, yeah. I don't. Uh, you know, as a as a mechanic, former mechanic, I don't get that part. Like, dude, you've had a lot of time on your bike. I don't. You know. It, it, anyways, uh, what I don't get about Freddie is maybe I need to go back. Is he good at Southwick? No. Right. So he's he also passed. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't want to condemn. Him, okay. But we think. Sand is not his preferred well, terrain. Well, okay, so he, I agree. This is a man who passed up an invite to Sweden's Destinations team. Right. I'm not trying to. I don't. I'm not trying to condemn him. I don't want people to be like, you don't know if he's good. Like, well, this is a thing. Like, he doesn't think he's very good in the sand. But then he told me, "I'm so looking good forward to Southwick," and I'm like, "Okay, I hope so too." Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. But like, I, I'm like, I don't know, Freddie. Like, maybe he feels like it's a chance at redemption. Yeah. I thought he ended up having better races there recently. Um, like, even in the end of the JGR days, he was like the last year of JGR. Yeah. I thought he actually did good there. I got a 39th a couple of years ago. And correct me, I don't think that's very good. Um, I got a 39th. That, the last time he raced there was 2021. He got 39th. And then he went back there in um, 2019 and got 7th. That's good. Yeah. And then, I feel like that's better than 39th. And then he got an 8th in 2017 on a Honda. Okay, so, all right. So Freddie, yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Right. So yep. then, then a 23rd. But anyways, a couple of good finishes. So he's looking ahead forward to that. Um, he should be top 10 then. If in this field, the way he's riding right now, he yeah. should be top 10. Yeah, you know he's in shape and everything too, right? All of that. So uh, our guy Phil Nicoletti, 10-9 for 8th. That actually worked out for Fred, for Phil. Uh, the only caveat I will oh. add is if Barry Carson is racing Southwick, then maybe 
that bumps Freddie's spot. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like, I don't – look, James is awesome, but he, he – talking about locals and doing well at tracks, and he brings up Barry at Southwick. Like, Weege, were you telling him about Barry or something? Like, we know I, – I, I wish I could claim it. I mean, I was in a Barry mood all weekend. While I was watching Freestyle Freddie, I was at the fence watching it with Barry on Friday, getting the down low, and then I drove up to the track like 7 a.m. Saturday morning, and there's Barry wearing a American flag tank top, and I'm like, this is – this is all you could ask for. Well, and then, and then we know the story of Stu and Barry. Yeah, you know, I verified that. I did a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, I heard that one time, like, Barry took you riding. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, it's <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, Barry, yeah, showed up and took Stu riding. And, yep, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. I mean, it's all from Barry. Um, but, so, yeah, I was a little confused. Right. I mean, James was trying to bring up how you're going to get these locals out of the woodwork at Southwick, which we all know. Yeah. But then I think he was trying to remember who some of those names are and pick Barry, which is not quite, because that's New Jersey, not New England. Yeah. And Barry. Uh, but he did. If, if, he if, had if, a Russo. Yeah, he did have that. If there was a national that K-Rock, bring Barry up. All yes. Day. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. um. Yep. No, no one. I don't remember too many races where you're like, ah, it's Southwick and Barry Carson. What are you going to do? Nothing. No, no. Yeah. And there's a real thing. We've asked Phil about this. Like New England, its own thing. If you're from New York or New Jersey, you you do not cross into enemy territory. Like yeah. you're going to get waxed. Yeah. So I don't think Barry was like, hey, local race. Let's just go do NEFC for the weekend. You yeah. do not do that. Um, so our guy at Phil qualified twentieth, had a bad gate pick, but came out ten nine for eighth. He did make the TV in the second moto, but he did not do the leap while he was on TV. And <laughs> you yelled at him, <laughs> come on, Phil. Yeah. Do the leap. <laughs> I think it's great for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Absolutely. What better result could you possibly expect for his situation than eighth overall? No. No. Because yeah. Marchbanks is better than him. There, he just really is. And then yeah. Anderson, AP, like he's not getting into that territory. So no. maybe he can get mad about Lorenzo and Freddie, maybe, but you know, yeah. he's just getting back I into mean, racing too. So yeah, well, that's my point. Like that's a gnarly. He's going to be battling those guys. He's going to be. Yeah. yeah, this is far from a disaster. Yeah. So I'm looking at if he didn't crash in the second moto at high point, I think he was running around that tenth, eleventh there. Like he's hovering around top ten all four motos he's raced, speed wise. Mm-hmm. That's. That's about like as good as you could expect. He said he had fans cheering on him from the fence. He, he felt really good. So nice. Uh, nice. Butron pumped up from the pulp sponsorship. Eleven ten. He also got uh, randomly selected for a P test. So I don't oh. I don't know why Butron did, but yep, they said yeah, you, thirty three year old Jose Butron, you are getting uh, uh, tested, drug tested. So uh, probably the sponsorship. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I they I suspect foul foul play. <laughs> I had him in fantasy, and, like, first moto, halfway through, he was just stuck in, like, 17th. And, like, he was needed to be 17th to get double, but it was barely there. And then, dude, he caught fire the last half of the moto, and, and Phil agreed because Phil was like, yeah, he was coming. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, he really got guys late in the first moto, and then second moto was a 10th form. So good job for Jose Butron, his best ride since the, uh, since the opener. AC, uh, yep, we all saw what happened there. Goes down, finally gets by Masterpool. Goes down and uh, gets gets busted up throttle. Second moto, sixth. What are you going to do? You know, one of those days. Uh, Bryce Shelley. Yep. I don't know anything about Bryce Shelley, but 15-12. Good job. Yeah, I know nothing about him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weege? Yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. Good job, yep. though. Uh, Jace Kessler. That's did. It. I watched oh, him. I yeah. watched him a lot when he came by. 
just because I, I was more in like disbelief, yep. but uh, he was legit. Um, and then uh, Jace Kessler, uh, best ride of the season for Jace, hometown race. Um, yeah, I had him at high point. Thanks. Oh, for Thanks. fantasy, Thanks. yeah. Oh. yeah. Paul, Paul claimed it in the morning or Saturday or whatever it was, and I'm like, whatever, Paul. Like, I feel like it's Jace has been but he also claimed He also claimed Prebula, who didn't do anything. So, well, he got rescued by Ryan Dungey. Did you guys see that? No, I heard this story. It, it, Tell me, I, you, you and Kellen witnesses. I saw the whole thing. Yes, he's. Oh God. He so Dungey's the green flag guy. You know, just yes, like, I interviewed okay. him right before this. Oh, okay. So he's the green flag guy. Uh, he goes to the finish line tabletop. He told me afterwards. Dunge told him. He told me that he told the finish line guy, "Hey, man, you might not want to water this face. Like guys are gonna they're hitting this thing at an angle and they're scrubbing and so you know easy on the water, but it was too late." So Prebula does exactly what Dunge said was going to do, and he comes up the face and slides up, slides out going up the face. He's now upside down. His head is under his radiator-ish area, and him and the bike are sliding down the tabletop, and he's kicking and screaming. He's like a turtle that can't get up because his head is underneath the bike. And, and so he's kicking and screaming and nobody's doing anything. And then Dunge jumps into action, drops the flag, <laughs> That's Captain America. runs down Amazing. the tabletop, lifts the bike off Prebula. <laughs> Prebula gets up and we were laughing. I was like, do you think Prebula like thought he died? And then he just saw God, but it was Dunge. <laughs> <laughs> like just like you're laying there, you're trapped under your bike and you're sliding backwards, like sliding down the hill. Can you imagine? If all the people he thought that were going to come to his rescue, I know that's what I mean. Ryan Dungey. That's why I'm like he's probably thought he died. Like I, I, yeah. I got, I got, a, I got a handlebar on the jugular. I bled out, and here is Jesus, and it's Dunge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for a motocross guy that would be maybe the least like who would pick you in a movie, Jesus, Ryan Dungey. <laughs> right, the guy right, yeah, exactly, right. Uh, what, on the steam, I was, I had this thought. I saw Ryan and his father when I was leaving the track, getting in my rental car. I saw both of them and. Just obviously, it's Ryan Dungey. You can't be any nicer than him. Is there or has there been a classier champion that you can come up with than Ryan Dungey? And I'm not. I'm not saying that it can't be matched. I'm saying, mm. is there one yeah. that you know of yes. that's classier than Ryan Dungey? Yes. You're going to McGrath. Yes. It's how though. How is he classier <laughs> than Ryan Dungey? He is. I don't think so. But again, like this, people are going to so. take this as you shit on Dunge, right? I agree a hundred percent. Classier, like classy as they come. I, I'm not, but McGrath was better. But I don't, I don't, I don't okay. know how you can be classier. Well, like, I, is, I mean, is the paradigm. there is no classy class. meter. There's not literally no way to measure this. It's just my opinion versus yours. You just said he is though. Like, no, but we have no like, how? we have no measure. There's no measure of this. You, you there's no classy I think, measure. I think more marketable, more you know, like like better on Jay Leno, things like that. Yes. Oh. But class is class is hard, man. Class is a hard one to beat, Ryan Dungey. Ah, I can't believe you hate McGrath like that. I'm gonna tweet that. Oh God. <laughs> Did Dunge continue to wave the green flag also? No, everyone no, because Brebula was like dead last. It was Oh, okay. He, it was okay. The, it was over. The flag wing was over and then Dunge just jumps into action. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> and pulls the bike off of him. Like Prebula's probably like, what the hell? Right, Dungey. <laughs> like, yeah. No, you're you're right, JT. I mean, look, he's a good-looking guy. He spoke very well, right? The golden mic. Uh, yeah, I'm talking class. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. do the right thing, say the right thing, be the right guy. You know, like he just 
it's it's almost impossible to find something. Ah, he wasn't always. There were certain media he guys. He, he, he wasn't great well. with certain media guys. Certain media guys and him weren't great with each other. You know. I don't know. Is well, that, is that a show, me a, show me an instance where he didn't handle something very well. Just saying. I feel like Dunge, his whole goal in life was to not do anything mean or offend anybody to the point where, you know, a lot of his interviews, I think he was like, he didn't know what to say because he was so afraid of doing yeah. something mean spirited or being cocky in any way, shape or form. Like that's, that's an amazing run yeah. to be that concerned at his level of success to still be concerned of like, but I don't want to say anything mean or bad with the credentials he has. He can say whatever he wants. Remember when he said, see you next week, buddy, to me. Class. Sure Class. <laughs> and you so know, and I, you know, he didn't want to see me next week. Right? Oh no, no, no. He, he really hoped he didn't see you. <laughs> right, next week. right. And I was not his buddy, but he still said. Well, so when I when I went to interview him, uh, there was no plan. Right? This is yeah. like very last second. I get Bondo's like, "Hey, Ryan Dungey's going to throw the green flag. Go interview him." So I just take off running. Right? Like I, that's just that's my cue. I start sprinting towards the the finish line jump. And I get there, and I'm like, okay, we're doing an interview in, like, 45 seconds. And he has no idea this is happening. He's like, on what? And I'm like, I don't know, man. We're just going to talk. We're just going to talk about why you're here, what you're doing, and how things are going. He's like, all right, let's do it. And they're like, I'm counting down from there. Like, we're, I'm already counting down from 10 at that point. Like, it's on. Like, there's, And he was just like, yeah, great. Let's just talk it out. And we just talked and whatever. But yeah, a little, a little background on how – like chaotic things are for me, but then he was also, yeah, yeah, no problem. Let's do it. Let's right. Do it. I'm yeah. good. Um, cool. Yeah. Him and I had a good conversation in the tower. Good conversation about the Prebula thing and intense bicycles and coffee and testing. And yeah, he's moving to Tennessee. Do you guys know that? He's moving. Really? Yeah. He's, no, I, he I, moved. I did not know that. Yeah. He moved. He already lives there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, is, what is the, the reason behind this? Went to, uh, they looked around. They thought about Florida. Ended up going there. I think he's got some friends there. Winters. Um, okay. Yeah, Winters. Nashville area? Or? Yes, Nashville area. Yep. Yeah, Nashville's oh, yeah. great. Like, everybody um, that I've talked to that's moved to Nashville loves it. So, well, he, I get it. He saved Prebula's life. <laughs> All right. Okay. Incredible. Uh, Time Master Pool 13th. Uh, the Hitman, 14th. It's really mad at the Hitman. He wrote really well at Sekimoto. He did. He, he, he was – I had Derek Drake in fantasy. Drake needed one spot – to yep. get double, he and, dropped him. and then he dropped him, and then Derek went backwards. Uh, by the way, Derek couldn't start his bike in the first moto, just sat there after the leap, kicking and kicking yeah. and kicking. Um, oh, wow. It was a very, very bad day. Suzuki's, they, it's, they need this, this electric start, and they just need it. What was going on second moto? Was he tired? What was I, happening? I think he, I, he looked tired, but I don't know he for sure. He too. did, yeah. But yeah, he's had a lot of bike problems, so I don't want right. to yep. accuse him of being tired when it was something, but... Uh, Jeremy Hand, 15th. Lorenzo, again, should have been 8-7 on the day. Shock bolt fell out. I don't know anything about Lars Van Berkel, but he's from the Netherlands. Uh, Chandler Baker. Lars Van Berkel, he's a hurling's whisperer. Oh, like, like Boutron. He is, yeah. Yeah. Because um, he's Dutch. And he uh, nowadays he does most of the heat. We always get him on our uh, Twisted T best post-race show. We got him again. Hmm. Why? Is it? Well, it all started with I don't know if you remember the guy took out a guy took out DeCoster in the first turn at Washington last year. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah. That was him. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That was him. So I kind of randomly ran into him. Oh, he uh he sent me a he DM'd me a photo of uh like DeCoster getting plowed into by him <laughs> and just said just a couple of GP guys talking racing. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was yeah. Oh, I like and that. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, I like this guy's style yeah, yeah. to beat up. So right. I think I met him at Unadilla last year and then at Buds he brought 
DeCosta a bottle of wine as a peace offering. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, no, I really like this guy. So now we've been buds. And then he showed up out of nowhere to do this race. And he happened to be walking around right over where we did the show. I'm like, oh, let's, let's talk about it. So anyway, he does those beach races. That's his that's his living these days. Those oh, you know, yeah. beach races in yep. Europe. There's like yep. 2,000 bikes on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but So for that, for being not too well prepared, I mean, he got points, right? Yeah, 19-13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Chandler Baker, uh, Ryan Holiday picked him in fantasy. I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. you know, just, yeah. Yeah, he picked him in fantasy. And Ryan, uh, the second moto didn't go well, but first moto, Holiday looked like a genius. Um, <laughs> Brandon Shar was there. Share, Shar, yeah. 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 The same guy, right? It's the same? Yeah, this is the Shar. same guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Qual- same that was on Bar X and then yeah. <laughs> Qualified 10th. Yeah. Uh, yeah, road good. Uh, our, our guy, Alex Ray. Ah, that's it, guys. Oh. That's it, I think. He was so oh. optimistic before a qualifying session. I talked to him. His yeah. dad was there. He yeah. said they had made a bunch of bike adjustments. Uh-huh. And then the next thing I know, I get a text from Steve saying, A-Ray's down and out. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's it. He's done. Yeah, so uh, Mitch Kendra and I from Racer X, we watched um, 450 practice from the finish line jump just to get – Photos and videos of the dudes whipping it. This is pre-watering and pre-prebula. And uh, my point is to show that, you know, even the 40th place dude is throwing scrubs and whips. Like, they're all pros. Yeah. So every single guy, this is like second lap practice. They're already greasing it. They're already throwing it sideways. They're already whipping, scrubbing the jump. Every single rider. But then one man. Just nose wheelie. OJs. Lands, bounces off the seat, and then just turns that sucker wide and then the second lap <laughs> smoke's coming out of his bike and i never saw him again yeah and i'm like there's a race show everybody we saw one huge oj and a jump everybody else greased and then a bike problem and then i didn't see him again and then i guess does he feel like i'm going out on top like this is how he goes out no he's bummed that this is how he goes out but he doesn't want to okay. be out there he's having problems he doesn't want to be out there he doesn't want to get hurt yeah 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 there goes my hero there goes my hero. I can't believe. Yeah, Kellen said, "I wish I had a boombox." So he could have just played. There goes my hero. Just like John Cusack in, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah the boombox, but yeah. with the, "There goes my hero." And uh, so this is it. This this was that practice. Yep, you witnessed it. I didn't. Right? I didn't watch it. So you 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 saw it, Weech. Yep. So this is like uh, how Wyndham did it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Did he talk to Kerry Hart? I think I think Hart was there. Yeah, I think I think was they, Hart there? Yeah. He broke down with Hart, and that's how he knew. <laughs> That's a ten-year-old joke now, but we will never stop it. We'll just never. <laughs> it just wants, deserves to live in empathy. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll never die because it's just insane that they thought that that was something. It's just insane that they were like, "Yeah, yeah, that perfect, that works." Yeah. Here's Kato with all his rivals, man. Battles with Carmichael. Here's Larocco. Here's all these guys that he's battled with a thousand times. Carry Hart. All these guys. A guy who made one main event in his career. Yeah, you know. I mean, Kerry knows exactly what it's like to hang it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. That's so, Eric told me he's got plane tickets, so he's probably going to come to the races for the next two anyway. <laughs> Media guy, dude. Media. It's true. He's Transworld. Transworld, is that what it's called? Yeah, Transworld. Exactly. Yeah, Transworld. Yeah, 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 keep it yeah. up, Weech. Transworld. Uh, real bad day for the Pope after a real good day at High Point. Pope had a rough day. Uh, the wheels have fallen off Jerry Robin. Completely falling uh, off. What's going on there? I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. He qualified 16th, and 
just bike problems, crashes. He's been good at Red Bud before. So is he like re- is he slipped into like remission? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like this happens. Like when you have a, you know, a, like you have problems, you habitual. Yeah, yeah. You fall back uh, into it. Issues. Sure. You can you can fall back into your old ways. Uh, there's also a guy out there, Sebastian Balbuena from Brooklyn. Excuse me. Yeah, Sebastian Balbuena, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. New York. Yeah. You believe that? A lot of tracks out there. I bet. Is he also a hitman? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but he he, he went twenty seven twenty. Got a point in the second moto. Speaking of uh, Brooklyn, New York, where's Romano? Is he racing at all this summer? No, I think nah. he's out. Yeah. He had ACL. I've seen him. At, he's come to a couple races, hang out, but I don't think yeah. he's racing this year. Okay. Yeah. He's very mean to me on Instagram. Oh, really? I don't know if it's... Oh, I'm j- here for that. Yeah, I don't know if it's for real or he's joking or I don't know, but yeah. Like kitchen level? Meaner than kitchen, yeah. Oh, wow. Kitchen and I are really? good. Yeah, kitchen and I are fine. No, no, but in the early days. Yeah, no, yeah. Worse than that. Okay. I thought he uh, didn't. Didn't Romano call in the show? Yeah, Romano and LeBlanc called in. Yeah. I think yeah, it's I, fine. I'm thinking they're part of the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe. They might be on board. You never like for me, you guys. I got to be look. You know, you never quite know. I, I, I may have said no, something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're calling and insulting you, is that them being in on the joke, or they just hate you? Yeah, it, it literally like with you guys. It could be both. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, all right, that's JT that's is definitely both. That's four fifty. Definitely both with you. <laughs> no. That's four fifty, and uh, anything else about that four fifty wise? Nope. Right. Just looking okay. forward to uh, uh, bury it, bury it Southwick. Title, title pick, title pick, four fifty class. I'm gonna stick with Jet. Okay, Weege. Hey, I started with Ferrandez, so okay, I'm stick with that. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Dude, I said it going into the season. Where are we at on twenty two and zero? No. No, no, still no, no. When do, when do you start saying maybe? The fun- we're at ten. Yeah, the last round. The last round. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. Did you see what happened to Hunter this weekend? It, it, or did you see what I happened did. to Eli Tomac? I at, didn't uh, say you have to like guarantee it. I'm yeah, just saying when yeah. Do, when do you, we start talking about it? Uh, I don't know. I'm still, you still flustered me on this classiest champion ever, but. All right, uh, that's the uh, 450 class. Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA on social media, of course. Thanks to the Fly Guys for doing the gear up for Boutron, for uh, Pulp MX. They, he had the kinetic mesh on this weekend. Absolutely fantastic stuff. The Formula Helmet's great. Uh, you know where's Fly Racing? The seventh place rider in World Supercross this past weekend. Seventh place, where's Fly Racing? And uh, just out there getting sevenths, I guess that's just... Oh, no, just lucky to be out there, I think, is the way. What about Dino? Dino? What did Dino do? Dino? He got, I don't know. We got overall. He got third in the last race. <laughs> I don't know what he got overall. He got He's third. better than Brayton. Hey, <laughs> he not... was better than Brayton. He is. I didn't say he is. I just said he was. If you're going to go like that's our best guy, I got to point out Dino. Uh, well, I mean, he could have went with Hampshire, you know, on a podium in a moto. But I, I'm not going to argue with the going with Brayton as your as your just seventh here. place. Just seventh. That's World Supercross. That's all we can do. Did you guys We're watch? We're 39 that? years old. Did you guys watch that race yet? Uh, okay, thank you to I, folks at Fly Racing. And, of course, uh, Renthal Maxis I talked about off the top. Cobo Links, it's a lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, 
Popomex is the code to save. Free shipping if you use the code and you can save. Cobolinks, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. And again, lower that bike and get some more confidence, uh, get some plushness in your suspension. If you're a shorter stature rider, uh, you'll love it. Uh, check it out, cobolinks.com. And thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires. Alex Ray, going out with Maxxis, shop.maxxis.com. Maxxis MX Series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. They got the soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain, developed and tested with the expertise of the classiest rider ever, Jeremy McGrath. Maxxis.com for more information on that. Yep. And Weege, also uh, Onyx Maps? Yes, Onyx Maps, over half a million miles of trails mapped out. That's trails, a uh, single track for a dirt bike, enduro type guys, dual sport stuff. If you're a hiker, if you're a hunter, if you're a mountain biker, if you ride an electric assist pedal mountain bike, any way you want to slice it, Onyx Maps is for you. So go to onyxmaps.com or Onyx Offroad in the App Store. And we also have the Kawasaki KX450SR special racer on board with our show. Cool to have them on board. You can look at the graphics on all the Cowie bikes this weekend. It says SR. That's what the designation for their works bikes. Uh, by the way, I think the Cowie's look, you know, the red, white, and blue, everybody does their bikes yeah. up. I think Cowie's was the strongest. I liked it. Even the Team Green kids, you know, their bikes were parked over there all day on Saturday. Yeah, they look good. Did a great job. Yeah. Integrating red, white, and blue and green. And, and, and then also, and black, yeah, it's easy. hard to do with green, but then there was like a metal, shiny, flake, the metal shininess to it. Yeah. Like, so I, I, they looked really good. So the SR, you can buy one of these. Um, this has some big advantages over the regular KX450. Most importantly, the Showa A-Kit suspension, which is thousands of dollars already. And then a modified cylinder head with polished intake ports, a full pro-circuit titanium exhaust, and then updated ECU settings to match that, and X-Trade clamps. I mean, that's a lot of money right there. So if you bought this stuff on your own, it would probably cost more than if you just pay more money to Kawasaki to get these things. And then a couple other cool bling items, Renthal. Uh, rear sprocket, DID chain. It looks like the factory bike. Bling it out a little bit. So it's pretty good value, really. And you know me, I'm all about that. So check it out that Kawasaki's doing this. And everybody's kind of doing it in a way, but you got to look real closely because everybody's special edition bikes are different levels of what you're getting. Um, this, I think, is just a straight dollar value. When you look at A-Kit, X-Trade clamps, and Pro Circuit exhaust, what you're getting for the dollar, it's kind of hard to argue. Do you think... So there was a... Um... There was actually our guys at a Cherubis on their social media. I don't know if you follow them at all. Uh, our guys at a Cherubis said, who will be the top placing Kawasaki rider this past weekend at Redbud? And a few people said Ty Masterpool, and he almost was. <laughs> so, Well, he's really good at Redbud for starters. Yeah. But every other race he's been good. Although he pointed something out when I was talking to him on Friday. He was there for press day. I'm like, what is it about Redbud where you always seem to really shine there? And he's like, well, for one, most years it's the only race I'm even healthy for. Oh, like, wow. Okay. Well, props, it's, it's, props I to guess Ty. there's been years where it's the only race he's even raced. Yeah. yeah. You stand out. Well, props to Ty. Yeah. Uh, all right. 250 class. Hunter Lawrence uh, crushed him in the first moto. That's his first moto win of the year. First first moto win of the year. Absolutely dominated. And, you know, he he had said something on the podium like, oh, everyone said, you know, I got to get my first moto starts down. And I think we did it. Um, and then it was a great ride, and then we saw what happened in the second moto. When the rider gets up, JT, and walks straight to the to the asterisk, A-star a- a- mule, it's never good. But, uh, yeah, no. it, it uh, turned out – Lars even told me that he in the truck, he's like, shit, if I just waited, I could have maybe raced because the, the numbness and the 
pain went away a little bit. The blood was scary for him, too. But, uh, yeah, looks like we're going to be fine. Uh, there will be some more rib issues, which he was something that he was dealing with. But, but I was going to say, JT, back to my point, yeah, I thought, oh, boy, he's done. Yeah, it did look good. Uh, even after that all happened and he had gone into the Alpine Stars truck, it still didn't look very good. His team, you know, his family, like there, there wasn't a lot of like, oh, okay, I think we're in the clear here until, I don't know, you know, 20 minutes after the crash, I would say. Uh, they finally were like, okay, I think maybe we're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, but some really, really tense moments over there. And, you know, I, I do think he'll race Southwick, but I don't know that he'll be 100% at Southwick. But maybe that's okay. Maybe that's enough to be good enough. But um, he's yeah. he's going to be sore for a while. I don't think there's any doubt about that. No, they think he hurt his he hurt his ribs. So yeah, that's that's going to be the problem. I saw him in the airport this morning, hilariously, because mm. uh, the lucky those of us that get to fly to South Bend, ahem, uh, you see <laughs> pretty much Sunday morning after Rainbow is just every rider, every industry person for the most part. So I saw him like, dude, are you okay? He said he his arm went numb. And then he looked at his glove, and there was blood all over it. And he thought for a second, he's like, did I just get my finger caught in a sprocket or something? Mm, yeah. Um, so he was panicking, and then he was stuck out of the bike, and he couldn't breathe, so he couldn't really get to the arm and hand to even, like, look. He, he needed like, dunge. He needed dunge there. He needed dunge. <laughs> he needed dunge. So, like, a bit of a panic situation of, like, oh, my God, did I just lose a finger in someone's sprocket? I can't get up. I, I'm stuck under a bike. I can't breathe because of my ribs. And I can't look at my arm, but I just know there's blood everywhere. So I think that was why it was such a mm -hmm. rash. Um, definitely not worried about racing right now uh, decision. But, man, that was dodging a bullet. I mean, it definitely looked like I'm like, oh, my God, this could be just done. To be five First rounds in, crash. to be five rounds in and you DNF a moto and you're still 11 points up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice. Well, yep. <laughs> well Jet DNF a moto last year. He lost a points lead at Redbud, but yep. for the most part. It didn't really matter yeah. that much. Uh, back to the old start for this year, which I didn't know until JT mentioned it on the on the Moto 60 show. I had no idea. I like it. It's good. It's a little sketchy. Yes, JT, you raced it. Um, actually, so did I. I raced a Red Bud Amateur race one time. But, um, yeah, uh, we only saw one crash. And they opened up the turn a little bit. I was told then what it used to be to kind of help it out. So, um, yeah. We got some footage from uh, our guy Tom Jornet shooting for us at Racer X um, from, I don't know, he's like shooting from a grassy knoll. I'm kind of confused. I, he, I think he wanted to climb the tower. He, he yeah. Tom had a lot of problems on the weekend. Oh, tenders. really? Oh, yeah. Tenders is, he had Rough a lot. one for tenders. He, he had a chafing. He said he needed, he needed um, baby powder. He had a lot of chafing. <laughs> he said he was tired. He, he yeah. Tommy was, yeah. Tough, tough weekend. tough weekend. I think he was shooting it from, he was climbing up on something, and there's like these branches in the way. Yep. But he has a side shot of this start. I, I don't even know who it is. Someone does a perfect front flip somersault and lands back first on the swing arm or maybe peg of Hunter's bike. Uh, but then does a complete flip and ends up back on his feet and running. And for like a <laughs> split second, I think he's like, oh, my God, I got away with it. And then you can see in slow motion the back pain begin to set in. But I can't even figure out who it is. And then after that, like 30 seconds I think that was Reynolds. That, I think that was Reynolds because if you see it, he no, got it – Reynolds oh, was down and okay. Hunter was down. And I, then someone went flipping onto their bikes. The reason I said that was because Reynolds yeah. was stretching out like it was a back problem. So Yeah. It wasn't – Reynolds and Hunter are down, and then another guy goes flipping onto them. And then a minute after that, Derek Kelly goes front flipping also in the carnage. Mm -hmm. Just, just 
just just carnage. I, well, there's no other word you could use to describe it for all these guys that were down in that. And to try to figure out where it started um, and how it ended up getting to where it got. Because I think some guys were thinking Kitchen was on the very inside, and they were thinking, like, maybe Kitchen from the inside holding it wide open that presses the guys next to him to yeah. have to move right just slightly. Because I think Kitchen and Deegan got the two best starts, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they were nowhere near each other. Deegan was on the right, and Kitchen was on the left. So I think it's like they're they're the front of the V, <laughs> and everybody else is going to get caught in their wake. And then there you go. Big one. Uh, we only had one, though, yeah. out of four. So yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think this starts better. I don't have to race it. I hated that old GP MXDN start. Stupid. So, yeah. Yeah, but you never saw a painful for Like, maybe God loses the front end in that GP-style start, but you never saw um, no anything like this. No, no, you didn't. And I you feel didn't. like that, that maybe they've improved it, as you said, from the old way. But, dude, I feel like gnarly first-turn crashes in that old start was pretty common. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Hunter Lawrence, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, maybe he can talk to Barry and get ready for Southwick with Barry. Uh, Hayden Deegan, 2-3. Doesn't win a moto, but wins the overall. His first overall win. He's in second in the points. He, if, if, if Hunter is not feeling it or something happens, hey, Deegan could be your national champion. Uh, he was very stoked to win. Obviously, Red Bud. I think the fans enjoyed Hayden winning, you guys think? You think? I, I don't know. I wasn't sure. You think? See, I was on the fence. A lot of them seemed on the fence about it. Um, yes, yeah. You know, but, literally, literally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, good job to Hayden. That's awesome. He rode well. Uh, do you think he? Do you think he knew that he had the overall when he was fighting VL? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Mechanic told him. Yeah. Team told him. Okay. He did. Yeah. Uh, he said he looked around and we didn't see red or white. He didn't uh, see basically Hampshire or Hunter anywhere near him. Yeah. He knew he was good. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, good job for Hayden. Absolutely fantastic. Good, uh, good race to win for your first one, for sure. Well, yeah, that couldn't have been scripted almost better. Like right. he's been close to winning, and yeah. then he wins this one, and then they got an American flag up there. And it honestly had never occurred to me, and I think very few others, because look, no one thinks of the Lawrence brothers as foreign invaders. You know, there's just certain guys. Ken Roxon. I don't think anybody's like, boo, Ken Roxon. He's from Europe. You know, certain guys, it just doesn't stick like that. I think anybody um, but French guys. I think it's just pretty French. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, I was going to say English as a first language helps a lot, but for Roxon, it just sounds like it's his first language, but mm-hmm. it isn't. Um, yeah, it's not like GL ever had haters or Albi or any anyone from South Africa either. No, no. But, so I had never thought of this American angle, uh, but I did notice Brian Deegan, you know, kind of putting it on social even a little bit like a year earlier, like, He's a young American kid looking to make his way. I'm like, why is he going with the American? Oh, yeah. Because there might be an inevitable collision course here if this works out, and he is American, and they are not. And I don't think anyone even thinks about that. But it it played damn well this weekend. It did. Yeah, we've seen he some. He said, I'm the first American to win a race this year. And I'm like, oh, my God, he is. We've seen some ugliness there with Marvin and Dylan winning at Red Bud, right? Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, obviously, you can't. Not everybody. But, yeah, it's. Not great, but it does. Yeah, they love this. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it but, worked. It, but if it, Hunter it goes, if Hunter goes one one, and then Deegan goes two three, but for second overall, I think the crowd's fine and still chanting and still very happy for Hayden to get second. You know, uh, I don't. Yeah, think- and they're not the American fans. Besides, maybe the one day of year where it's donations, they are not anti Lawrence because they're not American. No. Like yeah. it just doesn't. That's not like that at all. But. I, I will say it was hard to th- – announcing this moto, I mean, three laps in, when I'm thinking, like, 
there's a chance Hunter just broke his arm and is done for the rest of the summer. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want to speculate on injuries, but at the same time, you want to explain the gravity of this situation where we might be looking at Deegan not only winning his first race, but oh my God, the odds of him winning this title are like really good. He's got a huge points lead over everybody else. Yeah, and you can't and, exactly count yeah. R.J. Hampshire to be the picture of consistency going forward. And yep, yep, um, exactly. Justin Cooper's fifty some points down, so now it doesn't look like that's the scenario we have because Hunter's going to be okay. But I mean, yeah. in those first couple laps, I'm like, oh my god, he's not only going to win. This is the door to the title is going to be almost easy at this point. Not so much now, but for those couple laps, it was a hundred percent running through my mind. Oh my god, Deacon <laughs> might win the title as a rookie. So let me ask you this though. Uh, who do we send to Disney Nations? Like, Chase is switching teams. He's not probably going to do it. Hayden's going to go, I would think, if he beats – if he just straight up beats Justin Cooper. You know, I think you Well, send... Cooper can't do it. Cooper's oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Cooper's, Cooper's out. out. Right, right. Yeah. So, Cooper's I think, out. I think RJ is, uh, yeah. RJ is begging to go. Right, but you would – Literally you, begging. You would not send RJ over Hayden, right? I don't know. I'm just telling you, okay. RJ really wants to go. So, then so. who do you send in 450s? Well – by default, almost has to be Plessinger because you'd figured he'd be willing and he's not switching teams. Yeah. Do you put out a is signal? Is there anybody else? Do you put out a signal to to, to Colorado, like a bat signal? <laughs> he's not gonna be ready. <laughs> just, just like what would be the signal? I don't like uh like a goat or I don't I don't know. A new Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> um, like who do you? Yeah, like who do you send? Like AP Hayden. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. what do we do with Sexton? Because I, I think the battle cry for him to go is going to be loud. I, I understand the team thing, yeah. but I don't know what you yeah. do with that. Can you? Is it crazy to think that he makes a debut for KTM at that race? Yes, I think so. Think so? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I, I remember know. Chad did it with Suzuki, and how did that go? I don't remember. Was it, well. was it bad? Oh, oh, oh bad, really? so bad. Well, I think he, didn't he get. Really? No, you're thinking of 09 when he battled for Was this end of 08 in England? This is end of 08, and I think he was nowhere. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Um, (laughs) Exactly. That's how how good it was. Well, that that year was when Ferry saved America. So that's all I remember. (laughs) Okay. uh, So that'll be an interesting conversation as we go forward. So we're saying Deegan... 450 MX, <laughs> MXGP class. Yeah. 1-1. Yeah. RJ 250s. RJ 250. Hey, I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing there's low-key web 250 star hype for oh. those nations. Yeah. Oh. I forgot to mention that. Wow. Yep. I'm I think, I believe that is a thing. The problem is, with how well Deegan is riding, I don't think you can make a case if you're just strictly saying 250 class, why would you do that? I don't think well, you can make the case. Listen, I, I was making a case for Christian Craig on a 250, and I was I got a lot of shit because you just have to take the top-placing 250 American rider is what I was told. And so that yeah, would but, be you know, Hayden Deegan right now. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. Webb is switching teams. Craig would be racing on the same brand of bike that he raced all year last year, and he raced a 250 in Supercross, and Craig was pretty good all year outdoors. Now, maybe this Webb situation has changed. Maybe this is what we're talking about with Webb pre-not competing at Redbud. But if he misses a whole bunch of races, and he's switching teams, and he hasn't ridden that class, and then Deacon continues at this rate, which is he's pretty much good in every race, to me, that's open and shut. Our problem last year was that Justin Cooper was not riding like Justin Cooper. Oh. 
Oh, no. It was fine. This, this is my point. The, Justin Cooper was not winning races last year. Yeah, Andy but Deegan this is what I said, and I got yelled at, and then Cooper was mad at me, and this is what I said. <clears throat> no, I know. Wrong guy is the way they said. Because yeah, um, we cannot, in this world, have... There are two good choices. Yeah. It's either love or hate. I yeah, get it. Right. It's just like... But I just don't see if Deegan keeps riding like this, why you no. be like, why do you have to pull a wild card to that no, degree? No, you, you have to take Deegan. He's winning nationals and second in the points. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, you take yeah. Deegan. Everyone's a rookie at some point, right? Um. All right. Yep. Anyways, uh, Levi Kitchen, the Kitch. I mentioned, Still trying, eh? <sighs> I'm trying. I think it's good. I think the Kitch is good. I asked Mitch Payton afterwards. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, what do you think of that moto? And he's like, well, let's just, I hope he brings that over here. He said so. <laughs> hey. He did. He did finally cave on that. I like it. Yeah, he, he did. Kind of set him up. Yeah, I did. Seven uh, one, which we've seen like. If Levi can get the start, he can he can definitely do something. It's moving up from a bad start. Like that seems to be his uh his ish, his issue a little bit. He he can do it when he gets a start. Uh Cooper four four got docked in Moto One, which I agree with, even though the guys the, the red flag shouldn't have been out because the guy was up and we were fine, but the lights were on, so you got a flag, you got lights, just like Hunter. Hunter had a case, I think, at high point to be a little upset, and he was, but in my mind, Sorry, you know, flag was out, light was on. You got to get docked. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be just black and white. Yep. It can't be uh, discretion right. or anything, especially when you can just see it and it's there. Yep. I know they don't like it, but yeah, no, I, and I agree. Like the, you know, we can get on about poor flagging. Yes, absolutely, but yeah, sorry, man, don't know what to do about it. Um, Hunter's deal. The flag I feel like was about to be pulled down, yeah. so I understand his argument more. Uh, the, the rider being up or not is completely – that is not supposed to be part of the conversation at all. Like, the whole point of these flags is – Well, like, but it's a yellow you, if the rider's up, not the not the cross. But but now you are putting it in the rider's hands to make the – the decision is very simple. If there's a red cross flag and or lights, just don't jump. You don't yeah, need to but make the, any judgment. No, just but – Just don't do it. The, now, Hunter's deal, I feel like the flag was going down, and I think that's where some of the confusion was. Now, lights were also on. But as I said last week, I wonder how well these guys can see all this stuff yeah. while they're racing. But For Justin Cooper, the flag is waving, textbook flag waving. But the star guys were saying the star guys are saying it shouldn't have been a cross. It should have been a yellow. The rider was Yeah, fine. but I don't even understand the relevancy of that argument. Like, there's because a red cross. You can't jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If but, you jump with the red cross, yeah. you broke the rule. Yeah. Whether it should or not have been a red cross there or not isn't the point. Well, but if the point is, if we had a more uh, on it flagger, it wouldn't have been a red cross. It would have been a yellow, and things were changing. So you're putting well, it. That, yeah, but that's. You know. It I, it, yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't. The uh, rule the rule. And okay. you know it what the point is? What is the I'm thing that most people matter. ask for? Just consistency. Yeah. yeah. Just be consistent. No, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Like yeah. we, you can't say like, ah, oh, the meaning of this and the flag and the no, it's out. You yeah. get it's out. You get dog. It can be right, and it, it can also not matter. Right. Uh, so four four a star Yamaha sweep by the way on uh, the podium uh, for that Tom Vial nine two. Ooh, look man, he crashed. He got that. That was Ryder. Ryder D, that's Ryder D's I, fault. Hundred percent. I feel it is yes, right. Yes. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Do yep. That. Weren't they battling for third early yeah. in Moto One? Yeah, yeah. I mean, low key, Vial is a shot to win the race overall. If that didn't happen, yeah. I, I talked. Mean, to, I talked to somebody that talked to him about the, his GP bike and uh, compared to the American bike, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, GP bike a lot better <laughs> than the American bike. In case you guys are wondering, I believe that. Yes, 
Vial is wondering well, if he can get his GP bike here. Apparently, you can't. <laughs> so. Well, for one, the starts that we had expected to see have not been there. Yeah, they've been okay, but yeah, not not. Yeah, they haven't been bad. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, he was a whole shot machine um, in Europe. So RJ, I didn't know this, and the camera doesn't catch it, but RJ said first set, first lap, second moto, he was about fifth, and then uh, Volan went down, and he did a complete cartwheel over by the leap, before the leap. And that's why he came around in 25th or whatever he was. Because I tweeted, okay, like, so. I tweeted, like, why does RJ make life so hard on himself? And then he texted me and was like, hey, man, I was like fifth. That's not that bad. I had nothing to do. He went down right in front of me. I cartwheeled. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I could buy the helmet cam, I would spend, I would spend money on it. I would. <laughs> and, then, and then he tweeted me. He said he gets paid. Uh, he gets bonuses for excitement. I'm like shit. Okay. Yeah. It's raking it in. Yeah, because RJ just yeah, you're just like, come on, man, come on, RJ. And he was like, I think he's telling me, texting me, saying, I know, but I had nothing. There was nothing I could do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not all the stuff is his fault. No. There's no doubt. Like, no. not all of it is. Nope. Um, he's still working on starts, uh, mapping for starts. So. Uh, Volan six six for sixth. Yeah, that's about right for me. For me noticing Max out there. Uh, yeah, that's Schm- kind of what Volan unfortunately was last year, and it's yep. what he's becoming this year. Yep. Not quite podium guy. Yep. Do you know if that Volan to PC thing? I heard it was back on. Either one of you here? I have not heard that. Okay, I heard it was a gone, then it's back on, and I didn't see Talon this weekend. So, hmm. um, Hammaker, good job. Sethro yeah. was third in Moto One. Good job, yeah. Sethro. Five ten on the day. I was yeah. talking to somebody who knows Seth from back in the day, and this guy was saying like. He is honestly like one of the best dudes out there. Like I don't really know Seth. He's a nice kid. I've talked to him. Seems friendly. But they're like his whole amateur career. He didn't have a lot growing up. He got beat a lot. Worked really hard. He wasn't some, you know, hot shot amateur. Blah blah blah. And then just they were they were telling me that they hope for good things for Seth Hammaker. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Uh Daxton Bennett. First overall in qualifying. Yes, that was awesome. Um, I mean, it was in the B group, so the track was so. Should we do super any? Smooth, so but this, whatever, man. This is, still cool. this is two weeks in a row we've seen wacko qualifying stuff. Um, is there anything? Is there anything that we that the sport needs to do to stop that? Or no? no. Just it is what it is. Nope. Okay. Because right. sometimes it doesn't go that way. Sometimes the track's really muddy, and it's not a help at all. Okay. So all right. it, I think the pendulum swings both ways. Okay. Fair enough. Uh. 10-9, though. It's pretty good, Weege. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, he was really pumped. I was talking to him and his dad after the qualifying, and they were super pumped on that. They kind of knew, hey, the track's going to be smooth. Just take a swing at it. He actually crashed like a lap later. He did. He came big one, too. <laughs> yeah, bent the radiator. Because at first, I saw him cruising into the pits like no visor, bike mangled, covered in mud. And I'm like, ooh, that's not going well. And then I'm like, no, apparently it is. He's P1. Um, but what was interesting so, JT, you interviewed him at the truck. So, we yep. did an uh, interview with him being fastest qualifier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Justin Cooper, who was the fastest in the session, the B group or the A session, came up and did the interview for the crowd. And this did not even occur to me. Like, hey, we interviewed them both. They both got TV time. But uh, Megawatt, super mad. And he's like, why did Dax Bennett get totally robbed? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, he didn't even get interviewed. I'm like, I just thought of something. 
the internal of the race thinks that Dax did get interviewed because JT interviewed him for TV. But if you're here in person, you don't even know that happened. And you're like, why did the kid not get interviewed? Mm. I hadn't even thought well, if, you're, if you're listening to my interview, I specifically said it in the interview. So yes, but I forgot if you're the announcers, their lives or any of the fans, their lives, you think this interview never happened. You wouldn't even know it happened. So, well, that's saying you would, you would have heard me say that Dax was fastest and Justin Kip was only fastest in this session. Because it gets piped in. in. It gets piped in. The yeah, crowd. yeah. Oh. Right. But Megawatt's point is he's thinking the only rider that got interviewed at all is Justin Cooper. And I'm like, we did interview him, but I just realized if you're here in the crowd, you don't know we interviewed him. You're not watching the TV show. You're just looking at the podium, and you're like, why did they no, not but bring Bennett? JT up? said but that. You listen, no, you, if you listen, yeah. then you would but, not think that anymore. But all you're doing is saying Dax Bennett was fastest overall, but that means Bennett's still not getting interviewed. Okay, fair enough. Yes. If you're in the crowd, you'd be like, wait. So they just explained that Dax Bennett was fastest, but right. they're not going to okay. let him come up here? Got it. Yeah. Because Megawatt was all mad, and I'm like, he's like, you know, I was yelling, and they were saying he did get interviewed, and I'm like, well, he did, actually. But I guess we need to realize, when you get interviewed on TV, that doesn't mean you got interviewed. <laughs> you got to get interviewed okay. for the live crowd, right. too. Well, the outrage. Tell Megawatt to settle down. He was yeah, I, I will, I'll trade him problems if that it really upset him. <laughs> well, he wasn't mad at you. Okay. I thought Megawatt only cheered for Honda Riders. He's uh he's been very is is very interesting actually he's been very opinionated, uh but the opinions are varied. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, Mitchell yeah. Harrison twelve eleven, and he races the yeah. Canadian Series, and Ryder McNabb beats him all the time, um most of the time. So if Mitchell Harrison goes twelve eleven, then Ryder McNabb probably goes eight eight if he rides pro. But wait, he's racing the amateur combine. Does so Cochran win? Cochran then goes 1-1, one, one. yes, yes. <laughs> I think we can extrapolate all of that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I Team like. manager of the KTM amateur program, which also includes Husqvarna and Gas Gas. Mm. Very proud of his riders. Yeah. Should be. Should they be. Were, so Daniel told me, on, I think he said this publicly, so maybe it was privately, but I'll just say this. He told he had Bennett, right? KTM kid, right? He had yeah. So. Yep. They had a big deal for him, and it was really good. And he said the Bennett family took a tryout at Star over a guaranteed deal with the Orange Brigade. So, I, again, I don't think if that was public or private, but yeah. So they, they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he only they only recently announced Star had signed him yeah. like three weeks ago. Yeah, the whole time he'd been writing for them, features and everything. I don't think he really had a contract. Yeah. It was just like all yeah. right. Yeah, that, yourself. that's risky. Yep. Yeah, but good job. So It is, but, I mean, this is what it comes down to. You know, this is where Mitch Payton was. I mean, where people used to the bike. just, yeah, they used the to bike. just go to Mitch's shop and be like, I'll do anything to get yeah. to the bike. That's yeah. just the same thing, just different team now. Yeah, like Matt Walker, Eric Sorby, Darcy Lange, they literally jump, Chris Gossler, they jump on Mitch Payton for a stroke back of the day, and they podium races. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you're a amateur kid or parent, like, you've, You've got to try to consider how to get on start. I've also heard from other people that the KTM's not where it needs to be on power, which you already kind of mentioned with the all, but yeah. I think that's a factor too. Well, uh, RJ made mention that he could not jump the leap. Could not jump it. He came in multiple times after trying it to check his rear wheel in practice. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. I watched it. Um, 
Do you guys want to get into riding McNabb, riding the combine, or no? I personally don't, okay. but I'm happy to if you want to. I just I don't get it. I, I don't get it. <laughs> and again, I sponsor Ryder McNabb. I give him money. He runs a pulp logo. I like Ryder McNabb. But what are we doing? Mitchell Harrison went 12-11. Mitchell Harrison went 12-11. Like, what What could Ryder have done? Could Ryder go 12-11? Did he have a ride to ride it? Yeah, he had his race bike there and everything to ride the combine. I don't, But I don't think that's what KTM wanted him to do, right? I think his management doesn't want him to do that. I don't think KTM cares. Okay. You don't think KTM cares if he races pro or amateur? No. Like KTM Canada for a race bike. No. I think the management think group the is, is like, hey, we're yeah. going to put you in a combine, and then you don't win the combine. And then your competition that you beat up in Canada goes 12-11. Now, granted, a Canadian race where you're comfy and you know the track is different from Mitchell Harrison in Michigan riding Red Bud, I get all that. But, I mean, you got to think Ryder McNabb is somewhere around 12-11. But is 12-11 like a huge victory? That's the whole problem. Okay, what but is 12-11 really doing? What, what is 3-2 at the combine doing? Well, it's easy to talk about it after the results, but the plan was made before the race when they probably thought, hey, what if he goes 1-1? Well, a B-Rider beat him. Now, a B-Rider got great starts and all that, but... But I don't think... I don't, you know that I don't now? These teams, are, these teams aren't excited about 12-11. I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with it. I'm just telling you what the state of the situation is. Are they excited for 2 threes? 12 not getting anybody excited. Are they excited for 2 threes at Compines? The Probably not, but two, I'm three. saying 12 Yeah, but you got to take into account you could go 2-3. You can't just be like, oh, we're going to go 1-1. Like, you got to think, like, what's what's the downside to, to doing the combat? What's the downside? Well, here's what it, here's, let me look at it this way. The upside is there is a chance of going 1-1. That's the best case scenario. What is the best case scenario if you race 250 class? 12-11. Probably 12-11. Yeah. And you know that, to JT's point, does nothing. Well, these guys are idiots. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Schwartz, 13-13. I never noticed Dylan Schwartz. Like, I honestly, I looked at the results. 13-13 is good. I don't think I saw Dylan once. So, good job. Uh, Ryder D, we covered that. Bummer deal. Uh, Jalik Swole, did he bike break or did he crash first moto? Crash on he, the, in the second turn of the first moto. Okay, all right, yeah. DNF. But I think eight. his bike got ran over. I think that was. I think it was a bike problem. Because he crashed. Okay. All right. So, no, yeah, that, that's correct. actually, yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't know if he got hurt or, yeah, couldn't finish because of bike and got run over. Got it. Uh, Talon Hawkins was way back first moto, 15 15. Jet Reynolds, we saw what happened. First moto, 11th is good. Uh, second moto, we yep. saw what happened. Tyson Johnson, 16 16 for 17th overall. Bad deal. Uh, Brad, he, rides at, uh, he rides at 83 compound. What is that? Dogtown now? I don't know what it's called. Dog whatever. whatever Wherever Jet and it's Hunter practice. called the Dog Pound? Yeah. That's what I've heard. Dog oh. Pound. Okay. <laughs> yep. With the first uh, exposure I ever had to the Lawrence brothers giving everyone nicknames, Tyson Johnson was racing Loretta's when Jet was, and he just kept, as usual, you're like, who is that? He kept referring to, I think it's like Chicken Little or something. Okay. And I'm like, who? which rider is he talking about? But I guess it's Tyson, Tyson Chicken. Mm. There you go. Okay. So from the world of Whackers and yep. Sushi, yeah. Okay. Well, to bring it all full circle, I think Justin Cooper's fiance, her family's company was bought by Tyson Foods. So we'll just bring it all back around. Yeah. Pretty sure that's true. Yep. Yep. Chicken Little. All right. Sounds good. Uh, anything else? I mean, I can. 
Derek Kelly, bad day. I don't know anything about Lux Turner. That sounds like a band's name. Like I got front row tickets to Lux Turner. He was writing for AEO, I think. Huh? I think he was writing for AEO. Uh, Oh, what, Varese's spot? I think so. Yeah. Doesn't it sound like a doesn't it sound like a band though? Like I got front row tickets to Lux Turner. Lux Turner. Yeah. All I can think about was Lex Luthor. <laughs> to a yacht rock. That's Lex. Name. It's not even Lux. It's I know. Lex. That's all I can think of though. I'm, I understand they're spelled differently. Well, I get. It. Listen, if I'm still sitting in this chair in ten years, heaven help the fucking names that are going to come across the national sheets. <laughs> like oh, yeah. just like I can see myself blowing a gasket. I'm, I'm going to be ten years older, weaker heart. There could be problems. In 10 years, when I start reading off the names of guys going top 10. Well, I think they kind of set you up with a little appetizer. I mean, I think Ryder and Jet was kind of like that. You know, 10 years ago, that was a little bit like, wow, everybody names their kid Ryder or Jet. Yeah. But now they've made that mainstream. Half the field is named either Ryder or Jet. Half the Riders on the gate. Yeah. We're getting into that. I feel that's just to help you ramp up so it's not a complete shock to the system. Yeah. When I see Brexton and Braxton and Brixton and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, I'm I, sorry, man. The uh, Gary's not coming back. Yeah, there's no Gary. There's no. There's <laughs> no. Ba- there's no Barry. There's no Gary. There's no, no Barry. Barry. It's not nope. coming back. It's not uh, coming back. Roger. Shout out to Lux Turner, great band. They sold out after the first <laughs> record, though. The first record was the best, and then they sold out. So okay. Uh, uh, I had Maddie Jorgensen in fantasy. Thank you, Maddie. Great work. All you guys at High Point got suckered in. <laughs> he did good, right? Yeah, yeah, he went uh, 18, 19, 18. Yeah, also riding at the dog pound. And then uh, also, as well, I picked Hardy Munoz in fantasy. And Hardy was 39th in Moto1. And then, who knows what happened? Probably crashed. I'm just guessing. And then Hardy got on it and got all the way to 21st. Great work, Hardy. Love to see it. And then second Moto, fourth lap in. There's a guy bent over. Over the side of the track, his bike's 20 yards from him. He's just laying there for a long time, and there's no Alpine Star crew to him. And I'm like, you know, that might be Hardy. And Ryan Holiday's with me, and Ryan's like, it's Hardy. And I oh. go, oh. I go, how do you know that? Maybe it's not. I said, let's look for, let's look for Hardy, like as, we, as, as the guys are closer to us. And Ryan goes, there's only one Cowie that's not a pro circuit out there. And all the pro circuit guys are out there. <laughs> Cow- <laughs> Ryan Holiday, <laughs> Ryan Holiday knew the, the cow- number of cowies in the race, and he knew the only privateer was Hardy. And he goes, "That's a cowie." Great. And there's one cowie guy that's you know a privateer, and that's Hardy. And I'm just like, "Fuck!" So great. Yep. <laughs> uh, Hardy's a Hardy's a tough one for fantasy. It's, for sure. It's tough to go Hardy for two motos, two thirties. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. but. Yep. But I do want to say shout out for Moto One and the heart that Hardy showed, thirty ninth to twenty one. So first first two fifty to jump the leap at the nations, right? Yep, yep. That's that's the upside. <laughs> yeah. The downside is the team green guy going. There's one Cowie out there, and it's <laughs> that man there. So All uh, right. I have one other story to share. I have one other story to share. Okay. Um, you guys know me, um, that, you know, my philosophy, I live, you know, work hard, you know, you deserve it, reward yourself. You know, I'm big with that. Big. Yeah. Yeah. You're super right. big on spending money and all that. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 You work hard, you reward yourself with the finer things in life. Yep. Uh, plus I'm in my forties now, so it's midlife crisis time. Steve, I know you were shopping for Corvettes. Yeah. Point. Yeah. No, I, uh, I was. Yep. And then, and then hundred thousand dollar electric trucks. 
Um, not, is it looking good on that front or no? No, no, it's not. No, nope, nope. not looking good. So uh, I've made an extravagant midlife crisis purchase. Oh. Yep. Uh, this is me going all out and reliving my youth. I have just purchased a six-year-old, 100,000-mile Mazda 3 uh, manual transmission hatchback. Um, this is me rewarding myself for all the hard work I've put in. You, what? Yeah. Really? Bought a car today. Yep. Like, this isn't, deals. wait, you, huh? you said your wife is looking for a new, this isn't for her. Well, th- no, it is not. So what is going to happen here is she has a beat up old minivan that yeah. I pile all the miles on. I got, I have this, I have this, you know, when you have a beautiful Honda Ridgeline, you yeah. know, you got to preserve that. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Yeah, when you have a collector's item like a Ridgeline, you can't just use that every day. No. So I put all the miles on this eight-year-old Toyota minivan, which is pushing almost 200,000 now. So now my wife is making money, and I can't hold the dam back any longer, and she's going to end up with a nicer vehicle. I can't stop it anymore. So I need to immediately have something else to pile the miles on when the minivan goes away. So I made a quick move right off the rip to, 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 to intercept and get another mileage eater that uh, mm-hmm. has already depreciated. Mazda so 3. Yeah. Yep. I mean, as a midlife, if there's a midlife crisis you know, representative vehicle, it is a... 2017 Mazda 3 with 110,000 miles. And, uh, yeah, I spent it, baby. I did. And the goal is to pile a bunch of miles on this and then sell it in two years for pretty much what I bought it for because we're at the bottom of the depreciation curve, everybody. Did you it's get a beautiful thing. Did you get, like, uh, one of the racing ones? Or, the, like, they have, like, different models for those, no. right? Oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I was... Oh, so you just got the sedan one. The, you just got the normal four-door, like... the normal hatchback. Yeah. yeah. Manual transmission. It's fun to have one of those again. So I was texting this guy all weekend working the deal. Like, will I end up having to fly to Knoxville Sunday or not? Oh, um, Knoxville. So, like, Saturday night we agreed to terms, and then, yes, I landed in Charlotte, and then I, with Miles, booked the flight to Knoxville, sat in the airport for 20 minutes, got another flight, flew to Knoxville, got picked up at the airport, gave money, got the car, drove home. <laughs> That's how you do it. What? I mean, I guess you use miles for the flight, but I'm calculating that the, the money spent to go to Knoxville, but I guess you use miles, so that's fine. Four-hour drive. I oh, it's, mean, it's four hours? Okay. Probably yeah. cost me 30 bucks. And did you think this gentleman was going to pick you up and then rape you and kill you? I've done deals like this before. When, you, when you're the, – the risks that you have to take to make deals like this, I don't even consider them anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Hardy Munoz out there. I'm <laughs> jumping the leap. Yes. I, I, yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm standing nope, on the curb. He's nope. like, you'll see me pull up in the car, and I'm like, sweet, we'll, uh, well, I'll drop in, and I'll give you a check, and uh, see you later. And as a money order, like, not a check, check, right? Like a real, like. No, he accepted a check on what? Sunday. He took yeah. a just a personal check, I'm like, and a wow, guy, so you're gonna let me leave this? Car. And the guy you can't drove deposit it because there's not an open bank in the world on Sunday. A guy just, drove, whole, like, he took a check from a stranger who just flew in and then drove off with his car. Hundred percent. I mean, let's be real; it's, it's not gonna be that big of a deal if it bounces. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like in this world, that seems like a massive risk for this I guy. Sold the car the same way. Won't care. It'll be fine. Like it, it's not. Yeah. This is not a prize that we went and sought out. Like it, well, it's going to be bummed for a couple hours. Midlife tomorrow, crisis. So. Yeah. What, I mean, it's ten grand. Is it ten grand? No yeah, way. Like that. There's no way. Ten grand. You would not Come want the car on. to be stolen. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's ten grand. JT? You would not All want right. the car to be stolen. That's more than. I, that's more. Much more than I thought. Okay. Yes. No, I mean, I wish if this were 2019, but those days are over. Um, you, they're just everything's more expensive. You just gotta, it's you gotta grade it on a curve. But uh, yeah, bottom line is 
Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's how I do my deals. We didn't that's... pay any dealer fees. We didn't have any negotiation. They're not throwing in extra floor mats for extra money, undercoating, extended warranties. Just I'll meet you at the airport. Here's a check. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, but this is what I, you guys know me. You work hard, you reward yourself the, with the finer things. The risk involved is that the guy rapes and kills you, or the risk involved for him is that you're just a deadbeat that a check bounces. There's risk everywhere I see in this in this transaction, and yet it went smoothly. Well, if you want to save money, you got to take some risks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Steve, you're scared so. to meet people to mountain bike with them. I'm not scared. I just don't want to. I'm not scared. <laughs> I just don't want to like be like, hey man, like what's McGrath like? I don't, well, I don't want to have those conversations. <laughs> like I don't, yeah, that's that's why I don't want to meet people, not because I'm scared of getting stabbed or anything. Um, Me too. I don't like talking to people about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super. Yeah, you're super, super weird like that. Um, all right. Wow. Well, congrats on the new purchase, the Mazda Three. Big, like, yeah. Big big deal. I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, a, I was thinking Corvette, like you were. I was yeah, thinking about it. I was thinking. But I decided six, to go with the Mazda three. I was thinking seventy five thousand dollar Corvette. You're thinking eight grand Mazda three. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, work hard, reward yourself. Sure. Sure. Yep. All right. Well, sounds good. So Southwick this weekend. Uh, hopefully Barry, maybe Corey, maybe Corey can get it done with Barry's. I heard you are not going, Steve. Who told you that? Oh, this is this. This is uh, proprietary information? Ah, it's a private matter between me and... You're out again? <laughs> he was going to try to not say this? You were going to try to just... Wow. Were you going to do this pod next week and be like, oh, I was there. I just never saw you guys. <laughs> Great race. Great race. <laughs> I was right. I was alongside the fence with, with LaRusso and Botton. You guys didn't see me? I went out of my way to come to the press den at noon just so you can't say... I'm waiting for the day I don't see you at a race, and then you say that's the full sellout. Yeah, no, it's it's coming. You barely, I'm not you, letting you, you get away with barely it. came by. Like you, I JT, did. JT hangs for twenty minutes, thirty minutes. You know, good conversations. You are just, hey man, Stu's calling. I gotta go. It's sad. It's sad. It's Stu. I mean, um, it's wife's wife's birthday this weekend, um, and yeah, she would like to spend the day. Okay. Do you, or is she going out of town? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. She just she just got back from Texas. She was back for a night, and then she left again for a night to go to New Kids on the Block concert. So, fair point. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me. I got another one for you guys. God, I'm living the dream life right now. It's incredible. So, this weekend, my, uh, my wife wanted to take her dad to a Cincinnati Reds game. He's a lifelong Reds fan. He's like 80 years old. Hadn't been in a game in a long time. And they're, finally, they're, and they're finally good. They're finally good. And they're finally good. So they had this plan. Um, so I'm like, I can't go. I'm at Redbud. Have fun, guys. So they fought my, my, my sister. My daughter has become swept up in this Taylor Swift thing. Huge Taylor Swift fan. As you know, the concert tickets are a little expensive. So <laughs> yes. not going to do that. Well, she was playing in Cincinnati this weekend as well. So how good is this? The game ends, and my wife and my daughter just go over to the parking lot. And that's become the thing. These shows are so sold out that they're like another 40,000 people hang out in the parking lots around the stadiums and still listen and hang out. So they did it. So they called me last night, like eight o'clock. They're like, listen, we're practically at the Taylor Swift concert, but we spent no money. It was incredible. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that saved me probably four grand. The tickets are 1500 minimum. You know how Prebula thought he was in heaven because he saw a dunge, right? The yeah. first thing. My yeah. hell would be a parking lot of a Taylor Swift concert. That'd be my personal <laughs> version of hell. But yeah. I mean, I felt like I was in heaven when I got that phone call. And right. I'm like, man, 
and I get to buy this. I honestly this $10, thought Mazda three tomorrow. I thought wow. your story was going with, hey, they found a scalper five minutes before showtime. Tickets were half off, or you know something no. like that. Yeah. I considered the per- I looked into the purchase. Yeah. I mean, it is my daughter. These are important things. Right. But damn it all, she got eighty percent of the experience for zero percent of the money. I will say this: I'm not going to Southwick, but the wife's weekend, the wife's birthday weekend is really Millville. But I was like, I want to go to Millville, so can we move your birthday celebration a week oh. up? Because I want to go to Millville because it's the best track on the circuit, Troll Train, you know, all of that. A site survey for your Pulp Mix ride day. As well as that, which I'm, I'm counting survey. on both of you guys in attendance, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, I'll be there. Yep. Oh, we'll see about that. Nope, you'll be there. Oh, okay. You're, you're, you're Troll Train is not riding the national, by the way. I think they were thoughts of this, but yeah, he's not. no, he's not. No, no. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast. That's the uh, Red Bud review, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, boys. Appreciate it, and uh, uh, see you. See you at Southwick. I'll be there. No, oh, you won't. Right alongside cool. the fence. Just look for me in the fence. I'll be there. Okay. Just bring bring that jar of dirt back when you come. Oh no, I still got it. Yeah, no, no still got it. Tell KJ to suck it. He can't have it. All right. See you, boys. All see ya. Right. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.